Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Mike. Good evening, Yogi. Good day. Good day, Craig. How are you? Oh, mate. I'm living the dream. Uh, right. Yeah. Busy little world we live in, but it's exciting. We run her in and then we go here, we go there, and the next thing we're on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting world we live in. Oh, mate! I tell you what, it's been it's been a a good day. I started off this morning, you know. I was sort of having a bit of a bit of a banter with Mike early this morning about he's telling me about his trucks and his big big trailer he was towing, and oh. I, and I think at one point I nearly said to him, "Do they make skirts with that kit?" Um, <laughs> I don't, really? I, don't, I don't think you said it. You actually did say it. Yeah. Anyway, after all of that and talking about, you know, your slippers for your 9 and what you need for your Western Star and all that, guess what I did? Mm-hmm. I went and jumped in a 9 Oh. Without slippers. With no slippers. Oh. Anyway. Right. Yeah, right. But no trailer, bobtail. Anyway, enjoyed the ride. So no dramas. Mm. Anyway, no, what's Bob been doing? Bob towing doesn't that make any money running around Bob towing. You don't, no. But everything's got to be serviced, mate. It's good fun, mate. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Billy cart mode when you're Bob towing. Mm. Billy cart mode. Yep. Yeah. So that was my day. And then run around, come home, bit of a discussion with the NHVR as we all do from time to time. Yeah. What? Side of the road discussion or a phone? Discussion? No, no, no. Just talking about some some AFM stuff today. Right. Um, just trying to make the pathway for people that are trying to enter that system perhaps a little easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've had. You know, a good way to enter the AFM system. Western Australia. I used to go to Western Australia. And don't worry about it. <laughs> Yep, I do know. No, that, that. That's the, that, that's the type of mood I'm in today. I've had a, just a dog of a day today. Really <laughs> been a battle, like absolute battle. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we've got to why, put why, Yogi why in his happy in, space. Yeah, why have you got your head in the bucket, Mike? Why can't I hear you? Is it just me? No, it's just you, I think. Oh no, you're in a bit of a bucket there. Am I? Mm. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I don't know. What can I do? Pull you head out of the bucket. Pull me out of the bucket. <laughs> you, you just trying to work out your problem there, mate. While we just... oh, no, no, I, I, <laughs> while we trying to work out my problem. Oh, no, I'm, problem. I'm really got a problem, mate. It's just that everything, just everything was a battle, like, like mm. everything. So yeah, you know, have... should have been home hours ago, hour ago, and it just got held up here and held up there, and. And the, the original plan was not to be where we are today, and that didn't happen. And yeah, yeah one of those things is just nothing really wrong. It's just just been one of those days, you know. Well, yeah, mm. just transport. So uh, yeah, look, just well, put it down to just transport. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, and fairly. But the bonus is I've just walked in the door at home. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's not stuck. So, yeah. It's about to That's trucking. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, good. True. And what about your day, Mike? Did you have a good day? I've had a, I've had a great day. I had a bit of a I had a bit of a close encounter with a car. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't. We didn't try to paint or anything, 
But I, I'm coming back to the coming back to the home depot, and uh, they've got a new bit of road over at Wilton on the Pitson Road that made it, you know, at the end of where the Bingara Estate there is. If anyone knows it, they've sort of got three lanes and everything going through there now. And I'd uh, I'd I'd read the traffic perfectly, and I'd chopped down the side, and I was doing the 80 kilometres there, and I went through the thing there, and this bloke in this little white bloody uh, MG decided it'd be a good idea to try and squeeze between me and a car carrier. And unfortunately, he was running out of road real quick. Mm. Uh, that didn't stop him, though. He just kept going, and he was just lucky I saw him, actually. So I ended up in the breakdown lane um, so that I didn't push him into the side of the car carrier. And then he decided to be a great idea to brake check him. No, that's always so, helpful. So so he got in front of me and then brake checked me. Anyway, then he shot off like a shot out of a gun. Now, you know that at uh, sort of like 3.30 in the afternoon, 3, 3.30 in the afternoon, the line up to turn right onto the U highway of Picton Road is pretty long. So one of the nice, neat little tricks that some of these guys have developed is to shoot through the, the lights going over the highway, go down to the skydive centre and do a U-bolt come back. They can't push in, you know, at the last second. So I'll, yeah. I'll, go down, I'll go down and do the U-turn and jump back and go, go down the slip road. Anyway, uh, this bloke didn't realise that I was going straight through because I'm going home. Uh, and then he thought he'd brake check me two or three times. And then he couldn't turn he couldn't turn right at the uh, at the parachute centre because there wasn't enough room for him to turn right. So from that point on, I was like, oh, I, I knew he was going to turn right, so I've gone to go down the left-hand side of him. He realised he couldn't turn right, and he ran me into the sticks again. <laughs> right? Got in, front of, got in front of me. I mean, he's just lucky that I'm not psycho like that pilot with the axe. Because, you know, it's almost worth doing the paperwork with some of these tricks just so they can't drive for a couple of weeks, you know? <laughs> anyway... anyway I've sat, I've got there, he kept brake checking me and slowing down. He's doing 50 kilometres an hour in the hunting zone, right? And there's a yeah. line, of, line of cars behind me, like 200 metres long. Anyway, obviously, he wants to do a U-turn to go back. He ended up getting down there, down me down to the river before he decided to pull over to the left. So I'm waiting for the dash cam business to come out and first like to call me, call me reckless or whatever. And I, you know, what a what a tosser! I don't understand how they can they can almost cause an accident, then all of a sudden it's my fault or our fault, you know. And then they're in such a hurry, but then they've got all the time in the world to brake check to and carry on like a two by watch. Mm. Are you cooking dinner in the background there, Mike? Or no, I'm not. I'm sitting down in the couch. Yeah, right. Not me. I, I've got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Nothing, nothing at all. Nothing at all. No, nothing she's just coming through a bit ordinary. It's um, yeah, a bit funny. Well, I, I, can't, I can't help that. Maybe we need to dial back in and cook. I think we'll cut, cut, well, I think we'll cut you off, mate. Cut me off and call <laughs> me back. I yeah. don't care. So tonight we've got um, going to have a little bit of a conversation about um, being an owner-driver, what it takes to go from driving a truck to maybe wanting to own your own. Massive step. Yeah. It is a massive step. Good, massive bad, step. or indifferent. I, oh, yeah, I don't know about this one. This is going to be a very interesting time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got um, we've got Brad from HBP Finance on tonight. Um, yeah. And then after Brad, we're going to have Mark Brown from TBI Insurance to just yeah. give us a few tips on what you do need to get into this space. Um, yeah. So there... Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot you know when you're driving. There's a lot you think you know about the operations. There's a lot that you understand, but when you own it, there's a lot you don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And there's a lot you need to know if you if you're gonna if you're gonna get into it. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, there's big big steps, big big decisions, big big uh, ideas. You know, big plans, big. Yeah. Uh... Well, there's no there's no point saying one thing or another. If you do if you do go out and work on your own and and start your own business and everything like that, you do have a your life changes. It really does. Uh, your whole perspective on work will change. Your your tax position will certainly change, <laughs> but your but your risk position certainly changes as well. Mm. And uh, and uh, yeah, it's a good conversation to have. I think yeah, yeah, a lot of guys out there think they can do it better than the boss. A lot of blokes, uh, a lot of blokes out there complain because they haven't got that new instrument or that new suit or whatever. It's amazing what you put up with in your own truck. Believe me. Mm. Oh, definitely. Oh, I'll tell you what, though, it's amazing what you don't pay yourself. Yeah, the amount of work that you do that you yep. don't pay yourself for, because you'll just fix that yourself. You'll just do that because you want to save some dollars. You don't pay yourself for any of it. Yeah, like that whole idea of getting money for everything you do is is gone once you become an owner driver. <laughs> but the idea of being an owner driver is good in the long run. I, I you know. We went without for a lot at the start, but now I'm okay 10 years down the track. So yeah. how far are you going to ride this storm out and how hard are you going to do it? And it can oh, be a storm. Oh, it can be a storm. Mm. Yeah. It can be a storm. You can, you, can, uh, you, can, you, you can find yourself in a situation where you do miss out on some things because the truck needs it more than you do. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, mm. uh, anyway, if, we'll talk about all that. Yeah, or if you branch out and having more than one of your own, and you've got a couple. Oh. There, then, mm. Anyway, that, that, that's the next level of insanity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the next level. Yep. <laughs> so we might go to a song because we're going to try and fix your uh, microphone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mike, we've got to fix. We've got to fix Mike's mic. I'll hang up and you can call me back. Right. No, you call us right. back. What do you think this is? No, all right. <laughs> right. We'll go to a song here. Bit of a requesty. Scotty Mac. One of those days, eh? Is that what we've had? <laughs> we'll be right Sorry. back. <laughs>
back everyone thanks for we listening are... to that that was a request there thanks jake you're out there listening i hope i hope it wasn't rude to well, not played that song yeah, before. we haven't it. and i hope he enjoyed it and if he's not listening i think it's a bit rude to ask for a song and not listen but anyway that's right it is yeah. very rude very well, unless rude you, unless you promise a play tonight like it's it's very difficult you know? oh no this was a spur of the moment thing Craig. this is a hot hot request line here Oh dear, we're what are we going to do? A secret sound next, or what are we? Oh. How's that going to play out? Have you a texted? Secret, have you texted? A secret him? sound. A, a secret sound. Yeah, text the secret sound. What's this? What's this sound? That's right. I'm having a camp because it's been one of those days. One of those days. <laughs> or one oh. of those days. It's got to be one of those days. Not one of these days. Yeah. One of those days. Mm. So. Oh, yeah. But. Um, so we're going to also talk about, I don't know if we've got time now, about beef it up here, Mike, or not? Beef it up. We're going to one a waffle. One, one a waffle? One a waffle. Right. Is this, <laughs> has, has Elmer Fudd got any involvement in this? Oh, look, it's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Entirely possible. Right. I had a phone call today from Anita Donlan. Now, Anita... Is uh, is the lady that's sort of behind Beef It Up Australia? She's the campaign manager for Beef It Up Australia. No, and they're on Facebook. Tones, Beef, yeah, Tones is, is all over Beef It Up. He's an ambassador for uh, Beef It Up. Yeah, Tones is all over Beef It Up. Um, I just got a text message from Lindy Annett. Hello, Lindy. Uh, anyway, they're oh, I've got better concentrate. They're running the raffle. Waffle or raffle? Uh, no, well, it's a, it could be a raffle. It could be a waffle. Mm. Are we allowed to? Do we promote it? If, we're only promoting it if it's a raffle, or is it a waffle? No, it's got to be a waffle. It's got to be a waffle. All right, well, we don't promote raffles around here. We don't only waffles. Only waffles. All right. right. So there's a raffle. Let's let's get serious for a second. A waffle. Right. The prize the prizes are amazing prizes. They gave away a Mercedes Benz last time. But, a truck, uh, this time, a car. Yeah, no, a car. Yeah. yeah, some bloke in some bloke in Goldman won it. Hmm. But the first prize this time is a Suzuki Jimny. Ooh, I'd take one of those. Yep, yeah. and the it's second prize is a Sea Doo jet ski on a trailer. Mm-hmm. And right. the third prize is ten thousand a ten thousand dollar Iron Man camping package. Ooh. All the details are at www.ahf.com.au. 
raffles.org. Um, and you can go to the Facebook Beef It Up Australia page. There'll be a link there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now the proceeds of the raffle are the Ashley uh, go to the Ashley McKay Memorial Two Strand Bursary, which supports school leavers to go and study ag-related fields in rural-based uh, schools in person to advance their advocacy skills. Uh, the Let's Get Rural Family Friendly Comedy Science events in the Murray Darling Basin and Healing with Horsemanship, uh, focus on the special way horses can assist young people to learn through the Equine Connection. And the Bungaru Aboriginal Corporation combines sport with learning through football events that engage the minds and bodies of young people and fosters a positive approach to the future. A lot of great stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of great uh, causes in there. Yeah, a lot of great causes in there. So beef it up, Good Australia. people. Yes, it is country stuff. Uh, the draw will be made. Uh, draw will be made at weekend with hooks in Maryborough, and uh, your last chance to get into it is by 4 p.m. on the 30th of September. The Bye. draws, the draws at 6 p.m. on the 30th of September. So we're going to promote it a couple of times. Uh, Anita is pretty keen about this stuff. She really, really does go all the way with it, and I know. Tones has been on a couple of road trips, um, going around to the communities and, and getting out there and basically telling people, you know, what's going on, listening to the stories. It was very valuable through the COVID period. And, you know, I don't see why that wouldn't be valuable now. So, yeah, get into it. Buy a, buy a mm. raffle ticket. Mm. What are they worth? What? I don't know what they're worth, mate. She didn't oh, right, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we go? Be W all the W's, beef it up, dot something or other. Yeah, all the W's. Hang on, let, let me scroll down. Let me scroll. I'm scrolling madly. We might have, we'll put this up on the on the radios. Yeah, um, yeah. Why not? Facebook yeah. page and on Truck and Ice page as yep, well. The, the tickets are twenty bucks, right? This Suzuki Jimny's worth sixty five thousand. Yep. The the jet ski's worth twenty five grand. Um and yeah. Let's get grand for, the, for the package for the third price, that's pretty good. That's good chances. It's not bad. AHFRaffles.org dot org for the Australian Horizons Foundation. That's what it's all about. Right. So uh, so we'll put yeah, I'll put it up. I'll grab this I'll grab the uh the things, and we'll put it up on the uh, on the Facebook page at the radio station and on Truck Alive later on. Bloody marvellous, eh? He- healing with horsemanship, that sounds interesting, doesn't it? I've seen a bit on that, actually. It seems yeah. to actually be great for people. Well, um, obviously, you might want to like horses. Mm, but, I got uh, bitten on the arse by a horse. Mate of mine. Does that, that a big, big mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. But go on, go on. I wasn't I was not ready for it, right? I was just standing there minding my own business. The next thing you know, he just sinks the fangs in them. Because hmm. I don't know, I reckon, I, I reckon, you know, you're laughing, Yogi. I reckon, huh. personally, I think horses can be evil. Hmm. That's just, that's well, just me. Are. That's, that's well, just are. me. I must say, I've never looked at you as horse feed. No? No. No, 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 you did get, you did give a, did sink the fangs in me though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Horses cool. know a lot more than we give them credit for. Do I they? Reckon. Do yeah. they? Oh, they can mm-hmm. pick personalities. <laughs> and I think that's why I've always had a problem with them because it's not that I hate them. I don't just never been that keen on riding them or doing anything. So they, every they time you go near them, yeah. We rode one on Norfolk Island. They're all supposed to follow one another near right. this little trail. Yeah. Except for when those wild brumbies run, run through and mine decided yeah. that that was where it needed to be. Oh, that's a lot of fun, isn't With it? With me hanging on to it. Yeah. Right, yeah. As <laughs> an experienced horse rider, not a yeah. lot of fun. No, yeah. no, no. That's it. I, I, went, I went horse riding when I was in high school to impress a girl. I thought that was a good idea because she was into horses. She was very. She was a very horsey sort of a girl, and uh, so I, you know, I, I went and sort of went for a bit of a ride and, and all that sort of thing, and I fell off. You know, embarrassed myself badly, <laughs> and uh, so needless to say, um, that didn't go very well. But that's just me. So. Fond memories. Fond memories. memories. There you go. Yeah. Well, we might go to a song. Because I'm getting ready here to get Brad from HBP yep. Finance on the line. Yep. So we'll go to a quick tune here. Bit of Dennis Waterman. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. Dear Lord, oh, he says. He always yeah. says that, Yogi. Dear Lord. I haven't seen your text message yet, either, Yogi, for a song. So. <laughs> no, I haven't given you one. Oh, well, we'll send it right in. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
Well, g'day, everyone. We're back. We're back with our guest tonight from HBP Finance. Brad, how are you tonight? Going well, thanks, Craig. That's good. So we decided to have a little segment on you driving your truck and you or you're driving a truck for someone else and you think, I want to buy my own and have a crack at this. So we're wanting to get a few professionals in from the industry and and discuss what you might need to do if um, if that's where you're at. <laughs> yeah, where you're at and what you're thinking. And, and money is something that you need to think about when you're becoming an owner-driver. Mm, vital. Vital. If you've got if you've got money, well done. If you haven't got money, like we uh, we didn't have money at the start, we we knew we needed a good good six weeks worth of cash flow, and I think that's a massive thing that people need to understand is the cash flow. But we we borrowed most nearly everything that we needed to buy the truck years ago, you know. And that's a that's a story that that resonates with a lot of people. That, that get into the industry. Um, yeah. And, you know, from our point of view, it, it's everything um, has, as time's gone on, you know, it, things things change, situations change, and, and, and getting finance has become harder for, for those startup businesses, for sure. But there is still opportunities there, and there is ways that we can make it, make it work for people. Mm. Yeah, I think if you if you show the numbers, and it's very hard. We we struggle with that at the start of a projected finance to, to justify the numbers that we're trying to borrow, which is, which is difficult because we, we're we're an independent, still are independent after ten years. But I guess if you show the right, now look, our accountant tells us that the numbers look good on our end. Whatever we're trying to do, the numbers look good. So we never borrowed to the maximum. We 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 had the good deposit. We understood where we were. We we took risks on a few things and didn't on a couple of other, you know, like I bought a new trailer. Like so I took a risk on a second hand truck, but I bought a brand new trailer. So knowing that the horse is the horse, it can any horse can tow it, you know, talking about horses that might it might bite you on the bum, which is obviously talking about horses again. <laughs> but you know, the trailer makes us the money. So I went out with a new trailer and we ended up at that point. So so it was hard to find finance at the start for us, but we uh, we got there and we started turning away and yeah, managed to never miss a payment and, and soldier on. Mm. Well, there's uh, there's a lot of ways we can go. I suppose it's instructive to talk about the difference between chattel mortgages and higher purchase and rent, yeah. rent to own are the common ways you get to tr- buy a truck these days. So yeah. um, as far as your chattel mortgage goes, uh, it, that's something that was fairly common. I know I use those when I purchased my trucks, um, where the, the truck itself was the uh, security for the loan. But you really can't escape. Uh, if you've got bricks and mortar, they're always going to want that, aren't they, Brad? Oh, sadly, Brad's just dropped off here. Well, you are. Oh. Get him back. He's back. You're back, Brad. Good question. Hello, no. Brad. There you go. Oh. The other thing you need to do is pay your phone bill. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> they can call you. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's happened here. We'll try him again. It's um, You do that. Go oh, and try him again. The, the Telstra thing, eh? Or it could be oh, Telstra's could wonderful, be. isn't it? Because you can hear it ringing. 
G'day, mate. You're back. Hello. Yeah, that's yeah. We're still live, mate. So we've, we've heard a duck in the question, Brad, but that's pretty hello. epic doing. How <laughs> <laughs> he's going? Hello, hello, hello. Is he there or not? So you're there, Brad. Oh, the pleasures of live radio. Oh, man. Chuck us on. The, ple- on the pleasure of, no, the pleasures of, aren't we good? Nah. Well, Ken, Ken, we, we can't, can we keep going without without Brad for the minute or do you want to try and ring him back or what do you want well, to do? We'll try and get him back in here again. Um, yeah. But obviously there are a lot of different ways you can, you can purchase. The rent-to-own thing, I think, is probably something that you'd... Obviously there are... A lot of different ways you can you can purchase the rent to own thing. I think is probably something that you'd. Just to follow me, and he caught me in. 
We're back, listeners. I apologise for that. I'm not sure what happened. We might have had a bit of a internet um, internet issue here. But anyway, we're back. We've got Brad uh, from I don't know what. A chattel mortgage is a product where you actually own the product, you own the asset, the truck or the trailer or whatever it is that you've got under finance. Mm. You get to claim the GST back and and you make uh, contractually agreed principal and interest repayments over a, over a, a period of, of the period of time for the loan, which is generally up to five years. Mm. Um, you can pay the loan out to, to nil or, or have a balloon, depending on the age of the asset at the start. Um, and, you know, there, there is the ability there to, uh, if you're a, in seasonal, if you're in a seasonal um, type of transport business, there is the ability uh, to to structure payments um, that if you have no no income over the summer months, for example, you would you would work the payments out over the other nine months of the year. So mm. to help you cash flow that way. Yeah. Do, yeah. Can you still do it where you might make uh, a larger payment, say in February, if you were a, say a, a uh, commodities based or grain commodities based thing where you, you waited for harvest and that's you made a bigger payment after harvest yes there, there is that ability as well um the main uh time that we see people making those one-off larger payments though in general and this is just in general is when they claim the gst back on the purchase oh, so yeah. they put the gst back into the loan um, which obviously reduces the interest that they're paying on the loan uh, or the, the the amount of interest being charged, but it also helps reduce the the, the remaining repayments over the life of the loan as well. Mm, that's right. And that would be the most popular borrowing tool at the moment? That would be, in our business, that would make up probably 95 to ninety-eight percent of all transactions that we do. Right. You rent to buy things. Is that something that you, your company, goes down, or do you leave that up to what you no, call a we, third or fourth tier lender? No, we we do uh, we do rent to buy at um, at different times. Um, they are the companies that offer rent to buy. Um, finance, they are generally the ones that will look at the older, the older assets, the older trucks, the older trailers, and it gives them um, more, it, it gives them a, a better security position because they actually hold ownership of the, of the asset. That, that's under finance, that's being financed. So with yeah, okay. something like okay. that, you don't actually own the vehicle technically until your last you, payment? That is that is correct. Yeah. The, the, the advantage, and again, this depends on the situation 
uh, or whereabouts in the business life cycle that you are, the client's at. In general, the rent to buy products, the repayments are generally 100% tax deductible. Whereas with a, with a chattel mortgage, and I, I can't give taxation advice, but um, under a chat, chattel mortgage situation, it's up to the client to uh, claim the depreciation and the interest in yourself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is what I, I suppose this is an opportune point to say that we're not about giving people financial advice. Yeah, yeah. We, we're yeah. just a, a broad brush uh, understanding of what it is that people are going to be looking at. So, I mean, from the point of view of someone getting into the industry, you know, you've been driving, you've been driving for a few years. You think you can do it. You know, you've, you've got onto a, a job or something like that. You, you need to go and work out exactly whether it's going to make any money for you or not. And then your options are about you know, what sort of vehicle you're going to buy. And then that's going to affect the sort of finance and the interest rates that you're going to get. And you need to speak to an accountant really before you do too much. Yeah. Um, but good then after that, financial yeah. advice Mike, is a boner. Mm. Without without a doubt, Mike. Um, mm. Look, like I, I said earlier on, the first question that that somebody starting out will get asked is what experience they've had, and the second yeah. question is how much hurt money or how much of their own funds can they put towards the transaction. Yep. Now, yep. yep. That they are they are the two questions that are. Um, that are that are the the main questions that are that are asked and that need to be answered well. Mm. Now, anybody starting out in in the in the transport industry or any industry for that matter, they need to um, have an understanding of of what it is that they want to do. They need yeah. an understanding of the type of of um, they need an understanding of, of the costs involved in in what it is to run that business, and they also need to have it worked out what they can what they can charge or what the market is prepared to pay as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the there is um, there's, there's good information um, in regards to industry standards around gross margins of business that are these available on the internet um, if you google it and yeah, that's good to know that that is a that is a good starting point for anybody who who wants to get in into business for themselves for the first time See, there is is information available to benchmark what you're thinking to what else is going there on is. in the industry. That's right. Well, there is, yes. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know about now. It's been a while since I owned a truck, but um, we always sort of had a bit of. A, I always sort of had a bit of a rule when I thought about buying a truck or buying a new truck or or whatever. It was always two weeks for the bank and expenses. One week for fuel and then one week for wages, and and it was just sort of a basic rule of thumb. But at, at the end of the day, what you really need to do, I think, is work out what it's going to cost you a kilometre to run that truck, whether you're driving it yourself or you've got a driver in it, and then compare that directly to the work you're going to do. And if the cents per kilometre don't add up, um, you're in the you know you're going to play the wrong game. Mm. You might you might as well just sit on the couch and drink beer. 
you know, because it'll be spectacular one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Which part of sitting on the couch yeah, and it, drinking it, beer gets spectacular? When your footy yeah. team wins, mate, that's what it gets spectacular. Yeah. I, I just, obviously, by that rule, if you can't be good, be spectacular. But anyway, apparently you can do that sitting on the couch at home. So, <laughs> Well, what I mean to say is that you can either you can go break working your ass off or you can just go break sitting on the couch at home. Mm. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. I think, there are too many guys that don't know what it costs to run. Yeah. That's the problem. I, and that 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 that's correct, Mike. Look, it, it's um, and it's amazing the um, you know, and, and look, nobody goes into business to go broke. No, but it is amazing the amount of people that we see get into trouble um, because they haven't worked out that the cost base is greater than what they what income they've got coming in. Mm. Um, and the amount of people that we we have seen um, over, over the amount of people that I've seen over time that just um, have have thought that the that the market wasn't prepared to pay any more um, mm. when, when in actual fact that it was and and they were only costing themselves. They're only costing themselves money by by not charging enough to uh, to cover what they were doing. Yeah, you know, and and you know, there's plenty of, of people in in the industry, you know, successful people in the industry that if you know they quote a job and they don't they don't get it, they're prepared to walk away too. Yeah, yeah, and not yeah. and not get into a into a price fight because it's it's. Um, the the guy that that uh, is prepared to take your rate to the bottom is quite often the one that's going to be out of the industry the quickest. Yeah, well, and it's a very very hard thing to do. And I mean, even um, ten years in as an independent owner operator now, and and even even today, you quote a job and you think, oh, do I lean up on a bit? No, 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 no. Be smart. All good. It is what it is. Just yeah. quote it. Quote it right. That's right. Quote it right. I'm quite. I'm trying, so I quote a lot in lap. So I quote half the trailer in a lap across Australia, you know, with with the proviso that this is in with another part of it. So you've got to be clear in what you're quoting and clear in how you're quoting it, and clear that I'm going to do that half the trailer, but it's got to go with another half the trailer. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, you sort of end up in a yeah. bit of an interesting world as well. So yeah, yeah. I think that there's yeah. still scope in the industry and most other industries as well. If you if you're looking at a business plan on what you want to do, and and part of that is um, doing something that no one else wants to do, you're probably on a successful path. But that does require hard work. That that won't come easy. And, uh, and and I'd imagine budget, Brad, would be another thing that you'd be encouraging. Customers to do, you must but, have a budget, or you must know how much money you got or where it's going. Look, without a doubt, without a doubt, you need to have a budget, particularly when you're starting out. Um, and the amount of people that that say, "Oh, but a budget doesn't work because it's it, it you know." 
things, situations change. Job, jobs that you're working on might change. You might have a blowout in costs. You might have a, a, a diff blow that you that you weren't budgeting on having happened during the year. That is that is right. A budget, you know, can become irrelevant very quickly. But the thing is, you need a point of reference that you can judge yourself to, and that's where the budget comes in. You know, and whether you do whether you're doing your best quarterly or, or monthly, you can go through the expenses when you're doing your best return, and you can actually see the difference between what you budgeted and what the actuals were. Mm. And you know, in a lot of cases, when you're comparing them, you will find out you will see where there is some inefficiencies or where there is um, some mar- there's, there's those one or two percent items that that make a difference that just make that margin a bit better for for your business. Mm. Yeah, I right, with that um, d- doing your bass and being able to compare it to a budget. Uh, I always found that doing your bass monthly gives you much greater ability to break down your costs and find out what's going where, and also being on top of your tax obligations. Mm. That is that is a huge, it's huge not, one. It's, um, it's no more work. People say, oh, I've got to do that 12 times a year instead of four times a year. But if you implement the right systems, um, which your accountant should be able to help you with, um, and if you're actually quite adamant to your accountant that you want to do it monthly, there, there is a, a great benefit to understanding your own cash flow by doing it well, monthly. Yeah. Well, I, I used to do my business activity statements monthly and it helps you identify where things are going wrong more quickly if they're going to go wrong um, because there's nothing worse than discovering three months down the track that you've been doing something wrong for three months and it's cost you five or ten grand, mm. you know, uh, because that's money that you could have spent in other places. I suppose, I suppose the key thing is to know is to know where you're at and to know what you should do and what you what you can do and what you can't do. I suppose that's the two biggest issues. And be realistic. Um, I know as an owner-driver, when I had one truck, I was certainly put a hell of a lot of pressure on myself um, to do things. And uh, you can't be all things to everyone. I suppose that's the, that's the other key question, key thing to take home. Mm. But... We're gonna. We're just gonna talk a little bit more about finance, I suppose. Um, what's what's the hot tip as far as the interest rates and everything now? How much is a how much is a chattel mortgage on about four hundred thousand these days, Brad? Uh, look, de- depending on depending on where the client comes in uh, for a risk rating, you're going to be looking at somewhere between seven and eight percent in round terms. So, so you go and buy yourself your second-hand Kenworth for three fifty, um, because that's quite common of price to see for a second-hand Kenworth, for example. Um, and you borrow on a, a good portion of that. You're going to be able to. Are you going to be able to finance those over five to seven years with the balloon payment? I mean, I know it's off the top of your head, but what sort of a monthly repayment are you yeah. looking at for something like that? Oh, you're going to be looking at somewhere between five and six thousand dollars a month. 
Yeah, that's right. So, um, could could be could be a little bit more. Yeah. The the big thing is, Mike, and like this is geared towards people starting out in mm. in the transport industry for themselves. Mm. You know, and there's there's no doubt that we have seen the price of used trucks come off in the last three months. Yep. Um, yeah, it's starting to come back and, in. And yeah. you, they are, and used trucks aren't moving as quick as they were, mm. um, you know, well, basically up until probably the end of June. Mm. The, the thing is for somebody starting out and, you know, I, I don't, this isn't to um, uh, shatter people's dreams or anything like that, but when you're starting out, you probably don't want to be buying a, a uh, three or four year old nine oh nine Kenworth for three hundred and eighty or ninety thousand dollars. Thank um, God you're saying that. Thank God yeah. you're saying that. That's what, that's what I was saying. When, when you yeah. when when you when you're starting out, because the the thing is that that nine oh nine, yes, it's it's a great truck, and I love admiring nine oh nine trucks hooked up to you know anything. But the the thing is, when you're starting out, that outlay is going to hamper the cash flow until, mm. well, basically it's going to it's going to inhibit your cash flow from from day one. Mm. You know, it, it's if if you can just put off, if you can, you know, eat your pride for a couple of years and make do with a with a. Uh, I don't know, a, a second-hand Volvo or, or a European truck or even a Western Star because they come yeah, in. Set, set, settle down, under. settle down, settle down. No, we get it. We get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, the, the slippers aren't Look, as expensive. No, the, the slippers aren't that's, as expensive. That, you know, well, they might have right. truck slippers and, in but the thing that what I'm getting at though, Mike, is that you know, starting out now, you don't have to hamstring yourself to a no, 970 I, Eagle running up and down the street. Like that, that, that's um, no, but there is opportunities there for for young blokes to to get into the industry without having the outlay of what they ideally would aspire to have. That is an yeah. aspiration, and you've mm. got to work to get there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And look, when, when I first started out, my first truck was like 15 years old when I bought it. Um, I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to be able to pay pay uh, nearly pay for the thing in one hit when I bought it. That was lucky was for that, me. Was that petrol motors back then, Mike? <laughs> they were, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. It was a four eight. It was a, a four eight six four Western Star with a four hundred big cam three and a thirteen speed Road Ranger on Hendricks and Walken being made, and she cruised at a dollar thirty. It was a beautiful truck. So, you know, um, or, or did I say it cruised at a dollar thirty? A hundred and three. Yeah, you got your threes and your O's mixed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the dollar, the dollar you, value. You, We're talking Brad with the like... dollars, ladies and gentlemen, on the road radio. <laughs> talking about Brad with the money. This oh, is what yeah. it's all about. <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking he must have spent a bit of time in the Northern Territory or something where 
where, yeah. where you could probably get away with something like that when you're empty. But, oh, no, you, you, no, well, you, you, had, you had to be, you had to be a little bit. I'm not saying it ever did it, bro. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stop digging it. So right, right now, Brad, if someone was coming to you, what, what's your ideal scenario? Like, what, yeah. what, what, what do you look at and go, look, you've thought about it, you've, you've done all right, you've got a bit of, is there, is there a nice, broad, Sort of ideal scenario situation. Yeah, is there a sweet spot that you kind of go, look, old mate's done his homework, or this this couple, this young couple, or this older couple even, have done their homework and they know what they're doing yeah. and they've kind of figured it out. Is there a bit of a sweet spot there? What do you look for? Look, there is, there's a number of different sweet spots. If somebody was come, if somebody had been driving for a, a major company. And they had an opportunity come up to get to become a tow operator for them. Mm. Okay, um, and you you know, and when I say a major company, I mean that that, that yeah. could be, you know, an, an operation with ten livestock crates, or it could be, you know, one of the the major name line haul companies. If an opportunity came up to start out as a tow operator for them, and you were able to get uh, a letter of work from from the from from the principals of the business, um, giving an indication as to the the potential income that's or the potential work that is going to be available. Um, you could be looking at, at at being able to buy that two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollar problem mover to start with. Um, if somebody is starting out completely on their own um, mm. and they're starting out with a a, uh, a new contract from an organisation or they've taken over or pinched a contract from somebody, um, mm. you know, you, you probably need to be coming back in, in price a little bit on your prime mover because you've also got to you've also got to have funds there for a trailer, mm. um, yeah. Yeah. and you know if if you would need ideally you would want somewhere um, around twenty percent to be able to put into it into the into the purchase of, of, the, of the of the gear, and mm -hmm. you would um, you would need to have or have the ability um, on on a credit card or something to be able to ha have the operating funds for six to eight weeks. Mm. Yeah, and that's the yeah. challenge, isn't it? That's the massive challenge, isn't it? Yeah, that that is a massive challenge. Um, look, I I have noticed over the last ten years that the the age of first time transport operators has certainly um uh has matured let's say yeah um you know where and there's still you know 25 year 20 20 to 25 year old blokes starting out in the transport industry but mm. certainly on on average we would be seeing um you know it it, it would be people Nearer to forty, starting out for the first time in yeah. their own in their own operation. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think I was 35. Yeah, 36. Yeah. When I bought and my first one. Well, for my first yeah. one. My only truck. Yeah. 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 And the thing with that is that, you know, somebody who who is that little bit more mature and has a bit bit more life experience, um, so long as they've got a good credit file and they've you know, they've been able to show that, you know, they've accumulated some asset base, whether it be a house or a um a share portfolio or something, you know, so long as they can show that they've been able to accumulate an asset base, they're they're a good they're a good risk to a finance company to help start. The other part about it, I suppose, too, is that there are ways that you can sort out your or help yourself with your with your um, cash flow, like cash flow financing or factoring, they call it. Um, well, there, it there, comes at a cost, but it can help you. It it does come at a cost, but the thing is, you you don't have to finance your whole the whole the whole lot of your your invoices either. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there, there's the ability to be able to do that, um, yep. for sure. But like the, you know, if you're invoicing, and and this is just round terms, um, if you're invoicing twenty twenty five thousand dollars a month, you might only have to look at at seeking cash flow finance for, you know, five or six thousand dollars of that, um, which which carries carries you over until the your um your debtors pay 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 on the terms that you've agreed to. Yeah, I know I one of the biggest struggles I had when I was running my business was trying to get people to pay me. And and of course that's that hasn't changed. And of course, you know, you work for some of the big companies and I'll name like tolls for example, that the rates weren't the best, but at least they paid you every fortnight. And um, it was the same with Scots and, and others, uh, Scots from Mount Gambier I'm talking about. Um, when they were running it and even uh, even K&S, K&S used to pay on the 21st of every month for everything that you've done. Um, those sort of reliable payers were were where you needed to be and, and the jobs that seem to pay more tend to be a little bit less reliable in the pay, <laughs> you know, in the way you were paid. <laughs> yeah, you can... And I think we see a lot of a lot of operators come out of the east. They can they get offered big money to go west, yeah. And then kind of realise they're not going to get paid for that big fuel money for at least another two or three weeks after they've done the job. So yeah, yeah realise that there's nothing coming back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. There a, there's not another load from another destination, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Anyway. And then All you right. realise that you've missed local work. So anyway, there's a whole. Whole range of things there. So yeah, yeah Bradley. I mean, yeah, you've you've sort of outlined a few things. Is there any 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 little business tricks that you want to you know people like you can let people know that gives you an advantage? You know, can we? Is there you've got obviously got a website and is there in house discussions you can talk to if someone's really thinking about it? Have you got a financial side of it all, or have you got people yeah, that look, are in your company that can you can ring and? Yeah, look, we, we do. We've got we've got um, we we're quite fortunate. We we're a fine we're a finance brokerage, but we've also got 
um, financial planners um, in our in our office as well, um, and they they can help with a lot of the um, uh, a lot of uh, risk mitigation when you're in business. Things like um, uh, personal injury and disability, or or uh, income protection, and those types of things as well. Something you really do need to have a look at if you're an owner driver, believe me. Yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. something we, we never looked at at the start. And you kind of, and I kind of realised this when the kids got a bit older and then I'm out on a motorbike trying to hang on to the handlebars and thinking if I get off, that's a massive get off. But it's not going to hurt on Sunday. It's going to hurt Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So I, you sort of got to look at that stuff. And it's something, again, what I spoke about earlier is you, you, you don't, Think about it. There's so much that you don't think about when you become an owner operator. And I, I, I love my time as an owner operator. I despise my time as an owner operator. I, it's a love hate relationship, but I, but it's a different type of stress when you own your own stuff. Yeah, much different anyway, type of stress. Yeah. Anyway, but um, on, on the other side of that, though, too, it can be one of the most rewarding things that somebody does. And it has been for us. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah we're in a good position at the end of our forties, you know, late forties. So yeah, yeah. Well, we are going to have well, to. Well, it'd be nice if bit. someone paid us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be good if someone paid us. We're, we, 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 exactly what you said before, Mike. Yeah, people yeah. sometimes pay and sometimes they don't. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still owed money, but anyway. <laughs> Hey, 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 you said it was your shout. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we are going to have to move on a bit because we've got Thanks, Brad, another guest. Yeah. So thank you so no much, Brad, for tonight. So Brad, where, where, where can the listeners yeah. get hold of you if they want to? Give yourself a plug, mate. Yeah, look, um, HBP Finance in, in Wagga. Um, website's hbpfinance.com. And uh, phone number six nine two one two three double four. Yeah, six nine two one two three double four. And you know, if anybody wants to uh, uh, contact us and and discuss an idea that they've got or a proposal that they'd like to look at, we'd uh, we'd be more than happy to to give them the time to to work through it. Well, I mate. Thanks for coming. I was going to ask you. Hang on, hang on. Brad. I was going to ask you there too. Like, is it? It, it would be a very rewarding job. Well, we've we got a money broker in, in at home here that looks after us and always has done. But he's watched us buy new trailers, buy trucks, and then buy a, you know, a, a, a pretty cool car. So you would have customers like that too, wouldn't you, mate? You've seen them struggle. You've seen them work through. You've seen them buy a nice boat or something that's a bit of a bonus, you know, life. So Look, it'd be good to have that, those sort of customers on. It is. Look, that that's, that is... Um... Fantastic! Look, one of one of my pinup clients, um, he came to us nearly ten years ago. He uh, he worked in logging transport up in the in the Snowies for for years, um, and he wanted he he wanted to go out on his own. Um, he was able to operate as a tow operator for for somebody else initially. Um, and he, uh, you know, look, he, he had, 
he had an idea. We we went through a plan with him, um, and he ended. We ended up getting him a personal loan to buy his first truck, which was about a a ninety three Sterling or something like that. Could have even been yeah. an old L- LTL Ford, like it was pretty basic. Yeah. Um. But but what this guy had was will, and yeah. he's he's turned that into a um a four prime mover business um with his own trailers now he's he's got some log handling and harvesting equipment um and he's just gone from strength to strength and it's been great yeah, to watch him grow um mm. you know and, and that's um and that's what that's what i enjoy too i i get a kick out of out of watching people um, over time, you know, the everybody everybody finds it hard in the first two or three, you know, four years. Um, but over time, the the rewards get there. Yep. You get you, you get your street credentials up the longer you go, and you get better known, which just en- enables you know your names out there. More work comes in, and it. it it, it, uh, it is it is it is rewarding watching people um, grow their businesses for sure, and it, it's good to be a part of it as well. Mm. And I think one more, just one more. I know you boys have got to, we've got to go to Brownie because PBI will be sitting there, he'll be chomping at the bit, Mister Mark Brown. I'm going to put your weights up, buddy. I'm going to say it's all Yogi. Go on, anyway. yeah, yeah. So the the one the one thing because I I deal with an independent sort of broker in person, a bit like yourself. Brady's a nice bloke, good to talk to, very approachable. The one thing he says to me, though, is come to us before you get in trouble. Yeah. If you don't, if you can't make a payment, come to me first. Don't miss the mm. payment. I remember him saying that to me years ago, and I'm like, oh, you're right. He said, don't get to that point. So keep talking to you, keep talking to your broker and keep talking to your money people, and uh, hopefully you'll get through the bit. Mm. Yeah, good and, advice, and that... Yeah. That that that's probably some of the best advice that there is going around. Um, you know, look, yeah, you, you obviously don't want to give all your business trade secrets away, but if you no. if you are going to have a have a uh, have a lean month or or two, there, there is come to us and we can we can help sort that out um, before it becomes a problem for you. Good advice. Right, right, right. right. Finish on a positive. Thank you very much, Brad. Thanks for coming on, bud. And uh, sorry about the stuff. <laughs> it was a bit muddled oh. there, but anyway, it's technical drama, bud. But thank you. No, very good. Thanks, fellas. Have a good night. Right, eh? Thanks, Say good day you know, to Brownie for me. Mm. Oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, eh? Well, moving along here, we're going to go to a song. This is one of yours, Yogi. Is it? Yeah. What did we get? What did I do for you? Peter Stones. What what is it, mate? You asked oh, for it. I went for the Rolling Stones. It was I can never get enough satisfaction, but I don't reckon that was it. No. So where 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 did I end up? A time, time on my side. Right. We'll give it be this plug and we'll be right back. you want to be free. 
we're back, everybody. We just can't bring um, Yogi and Mike in because Yogi's dog's going ballistic in the background. But we're back with Mark, TBI Insurance. How are you tonight, Mark? I'm good, Craig. Yourself? Oh, mate. I've been living the dream. I had a little plane of nine owner, don't we? Didn't have any slippers, but we did it anyway. Wow. Yeah. So... You, you like us to drive a big truck? Oh, mate, proud as punch today, sitting up there, driving across, hey, blah, 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 yeah, good day, but... How, um, how did you go? Were you insured? Because you, you used to drive in a cab that sits way out on the fog line, and you're, uh, now you've had to bring it back in, so I'll I'm tell you, what, you had plenty of insurance. I'll tell you what, driving, like cha- changing from cab overs <laughs> to bonneted trucks regularly, like just to mm-hmm. flick around here and there and do a bit, it is quite challenging sometimes. Yep. Yeah, they they sit on the road completely different. They do in your natural environment in the behind the steering wheel. But anyway, that's um, oh goodness me! What's going on there? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure whose it is. Yeah, I think it's got something to do with one of you two, Yogi or Mike. Got to be a Yogi. Sounds like a yogi problem. But uh, who was that? Who was that, you, yogi? Yeah, that was your earpiece or something, was it? We're back. We're Righto, back. we're back. We've got yogi back. We've got Mike back. We're Mark hey, still here. Yep. Mm. Get on to insurance. Get on. Now, Mark, people need insurance. It's not just a little add-on cost that people just, you know, you think, oh, I'll worry about that one day. You need insurance. Christian, well, everyone does. It's, it's, it's a fact of business. Mm. The fact they're in your business and it must be part of your business plan. Mm. Well, uh, my, uh, my, my daughter's happy that she's paid the right money for her insurance uh, today, Mark, yep, because she got, smacked up. She, she, she got smacked up the ass uh, the night before last by a bloke who's uninsured. Yeah, and wrecked her, wrecked the back of her little Mazda. But she paid the right money. She got the right insurance. She's got the higher car cover and all that sort of thing. Yep. And uh, the car's going to the panel shop to get fixed, and she's got a car to drive around because she didn't skimp out on the insurance. Mm. You remember that convers? Remember that conversation we had? You don't need it till you need it, mate. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So you can tailor different packages for people. Like, look, so I know when we started Brownie, we, we had insurance on a local radius. We, we covered everything. We knew what we were doing, but we had a local radius and an interstate radius at the time. Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah. It's a big factor in, in basically in, in the cost of your insurance. Mm. Uh, yep. The further you travel, the higher the risk. There is of something happening, so you. How, how do they figure that out, friend? By the way, yeah. or is that an in-house thing? Or it's like, how is that a? I never really understood it. But yeah, is it a trade secret? Done it. So if it is, sold off. Uh, well, it's more to do with uh, the actuaries who calculate premiums. They're, they're the they're the smart smart people. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of it is based around uh, fatigue. So if you're travelling long distances. Fatigue is yeah. is big factor. Whereas if you're running around local, you know, you're still working 12, 14 hours a day in local or whatever. 
but you're um, you're constantly doing stuff, you know, in and out of traffic, and you, you, you're keeping alert. Whereas out um, when you're doing uh, distances, fatigue fatigue's the factor because um, you're basically sitting there looking at white lines all day. Mm. So it's I, just just a natural thing. Yeah, I'll ask a very simple question, Mark. Is there cheap insurance? You get what you pay for. Yeah, there's cheap insurance. You mm. want cheap insurance, you're going to get what you pay for. Mm. So, insurance is pretty. Insurance is very, very simple. You get what you pay for. Mm. So if you're, yeah, okay. cheap, if you're getting it cheap, you're missing out on something you should be covered for. Mm. So yeah. if, if you're starting out in the industry, um, there, there's a few insurances that they're a must. Like you so say, you've got a vehicle, you've got the stuff that you're carrying. If you're a tow operator, there's vehicle or trailer in control. Um, can you can you let us know exactly what you, as a basic, what you need to get started? Well, there's there's statutory um, requirements regarding insurance, which are public liability. Everyone has to have that. Um, and if you, most people are starting out as companies these days, you know, to Limited on the end of their, their business name. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, they need to have a workers' comp policy. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's only uh, your own operator, it's only you, the, the director of the company. Um, you still, you're still an employee of that company. So under under the legislation, you're still viewed as an employee. So you you've got to have a workers' comp policy for yourself. Um, even though as a director, you don't get to draw wages from workers' comp, you still get your medical expenses paid. Mm-hmm. So it's um, so workers' comp if you're a limited company, public liability for every every business. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you get on to. Well, obviously, your truck's got to be should be insured. If if you're a real tight ass and and you think oh, I own my truck, you you your name's Mike and you bought your first truck, yeah, um, cash owned it, and you think oh, I own it, I'm, I don't have to insure it. Well, you do because you still need third party liability on on your truck yeah. for damage to other people's property. In in yeah, sometimes in some cases injury. So you have still got to have a minimum, you know, a third party on your truck and truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then okay. and then and then you got your marine transit, the marine or marine cargo. Some people call it. It's for the load on the back of the truck. Um, mm-hmm. You need to have one of those policies. And wreck, wreck recovery and cleanup's pretty handy as well. Take my word for it. Yeah, well, that that comes under your marine policy, uh, uh, or if if it's the truck that's caused the damage or or made the mess on the side of the road, it's the truck policy liability that covers the cleanup cost for the the um, the mess that the truck truck makes. Mm. If it the load is a separate cleanup cost, so you need two. Ah, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it gets but it gets very specific. Mm. Yeah, that is very specific, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. you have an you have an accident. Let's just say you rolled over. Um, you had full tanks of fuel, and your fuel's 
all leaked out. Um, more than likely into the table drain, into a water system. Uh, you've got a huge cleanup cost there. Um, it wasn't the load that caused that fuel to run into the creek, it was the truck. So it comes on that, that, that cleanup cost, it's attributed to the truck, not the load. It wasn't. The cleanup cost for the load is cleaning the load up basically and putting it on another truck and taking it away. So there's two separate. Yeah. So, so when the towies and the bill, there's two separate bills. So one bill bill will be for the truck for the cleanup cost. One will be for the load for the cleanup cost. Mm. So with with that, you need to be always very specific about what's on your truck, what's on your trailer, what you, the load you're carrying. Yes, good point, Craig. Um, it, it, just because you've got a marine transit policy doesn't mean you're insured for everything you carry. So if you've and, done a, if you've done a couple of cashies, and you think I'll just stick these three drums of petrol on the back, because <laughs> um, yep. some blokes paying me cash, that mm, could yeah. that could be the catalyst that loses your home. It could be, but you won't be covered for it. Yeah. You're only covered for what you tell the insurance company to insure you for. So if you, if you just say general freight. You know, tell the insurer, I just want to be covered for general freight. You yeah. are only covered for general freight. And that's usually, you know, palletised stuff. Um, mm. you know, cartons, that sort of thing. Steel, um, hay, um, that sort of stuff. Mm. If you're cutting machinery, that's not really classified as general freight. Mm. That, that's machinery. No. Yeah, we've got we've got to watch the value of machines because we yeah we can cart a machine worth a million dollars tomorrow and a machine worth ten thousand dollars tomorrow. Mm. So yeah. we've got to know where the header market is on a new machine that you know is going out out of the dealership that's tipping the scales. I think one, we had one at one point one million dollars the other day, um, yeah. and that's just the machine. So mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's pretty simple uh, when 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 someone calls you up. Ask you give them a quote, you know, a price to do a job somewhere. You only have to ask them what is it you want me to carry, and what's yeah. it worth. Mm. And then you go, and then you go and have a look at your policy, and just have a read of what you're covered for. If mm. if what they're asking you to carry is not there, then you make a phone call to your broker. Mm. It's pretty simple. Yeah. We uh, we so what what about insurance, Brownie? If people say. They're like you're carting for somebody, and they say the freight is covered. Do you still got to cover it? Who says the freight is covered? So if you if you say you're going to pick up a load of spuds, and they say we're going to spud market to market, we've got insurance on them. But so I'll go. I'll go back to what we do. We we cart for dealers. They say they've got the machine insured. So yeah. and I've got insurance. So that covers. Covers it all, every angle. So they've insured the machine from when it's left the yard for farm. I've insured the machine in transit. So in theory, it should be covered. You don't. It, it's it, it's always covered, eh? Oh, you'd you'd like to think so. Have you got that in writing hmm. from hmm. from the dealers? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. We we. It, well, I guess it's the relationship with your dealer that you have. But um, some machines that we can't. The dealer will insure, or they'll, you know, they'll cover it because it's worth. Like I've, I've, I had a maintenance car to the three million dollar machine, 
Like, you're never going to do that again. It's a once-off thing. So the insurance was set by the uh, by the person that had the freight. So, yeah. Mm. And they covered it. So yeah, dodgy you know, to me. Yeah, oh, but, it's not dodgy. But, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, it depends. It depends what's in the terms and conditions of the of the contract you've got mm. with your dealership. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they could they could tell you one thing, but in their terms and conditions, um, yeah. it might have what's pretty much in all terms and conditions, um, or or care taken, no responsibility accepted, and mm. that's in yeah. just about everyone's terms and conditions. Because truth be known, most people just copy paste terms and conditions without actually having a a, a legal person go through them and, and structure their terms and conditions to your own business. Hmm. Oh, so, no, well, let's, let's, sorry, 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 go on, Brandy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's an important matter because for an insurer to cover you for um, that, that sort of scenario, which, which J.D. mentioned, they hmm. need to agree to your terms and conditions. The terms and conditions of their contract. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you got it. So that this is a whole thing with with becoming an owner operator. Mm. You must know terms and conditions, insurance, permits, contract, everything in it. You've got to be across this. You can't. You can't just think. Well, you, you can't, can't wing it. Well, the the, yeah. the thing is, like in the whole thing of marine cargo or. Like in the case, Yogi, we talk about machinery or whatever. Yeah. Someone might say that machine's insured by them. And that's all good until their insurance company says, but hang on, that truck driver was at fault because he ran off the road and destroyed our million-dollar bit of machinery. Then, Then you may not be insured for that because you think, Oh well, that's it's insured, so it's okay. But that insurance company will still come after you, yeah, to to claim the money. So my, my advice, and Brandy, I'm I'm after your counsel here. Whatever's on your truck, you should have insured because I've had experiences where I know that the goods on a truck of mine that rolled over was insured three times by the person that sent it, by me, and by the, the receiver of the goods, they all had it insured. But yep. when the truck rolled over, guess who they chased? Yep. It, it's like yep. it's like a three-car accident. Mm. Um, every single car needs to have insurance because whoever ran in up the arse of them, he's got to pay the other three and the other three, the other two, they, they do a recovery on the one that actually caused it. Mm. So, so, yeah. so it, you know, if you're the subby, and someone tells you, oh, don't worry, it's already insured under my policy, you say, mm. great, mm. Good, good for you, but you still insure it yourself because if you cause the accident, you're negligent, so you're found liable for the damage, mm. um, their mm. insurance company will pay the, the supplier for the cost of the goods, and then they'll try and recover off you. Mm. So they're mm. going to come after you anyway. And they'll be relentless because they have rather large legal teams. And mm. unless you've got some damning evidence that shows something different to you being liable for that loss, um, you, you're in the poo. Mm. Yeah. 
So, so, but in a nutshell, it doesn't matter what anyone tells you. Your job is to cover your own ass, and that's yep. what insurance is for: covering your own ass for the worst case scenario. Mm. Yeah. So, so I from PBI. So, I'm, I suppose the short story of it is, Brandon. Let me just throw you a little hypothetical. I'm, uh, I've been driving for a long time. I've decided I'm going to go back and buy myself an old buddy, an old truck, um, say a $100,000 prime mover or whatever description. I'm going to tow a trailer for Craig. What what do I really need to have from insurance point of view? What are you going to tow one of Craig's trailers? Yeah, why not? Need your yeah. headread to start with, but anyway. Yeah, yeah anyway. You're going to borrow so it? So you know. It's just a hypothetical. Psychologist to start with. A psychologist. I need the. I need a psychologist. A good mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> mm. An account at Richie Brothers. An account at Richie Brothers. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Get, let's me- get back to the me- real question I'm a, here. I'm a, a mechanic. So I'm going to take Craig's trailer. So you're going to buy your own prime mover and take someone else's trailer. That's right. Yep. Are you well, going to buy that trailer, or are you going to borrow it? I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, take it, and he's going to take a percentage out for me using it. So I'm essentially hiring the trailer. You're hiring, so there's a financial transaction to use that trailer between you yep. and the owner of it. Yep, yep. So that trailer must go on your policy, right? And then, and then, and with whoever owns the trailer, then noted on your policy as an interested party. Right. Don't don't think for one minute that you're covered by trailer and control because that is that's an old wives' tale that if you get on the get on the UHF and ask one of your expert mates, he'll say, Don't worry about it, covered by trailer yep. and control. Well that's absolute bullshit. Um it's if if there's a financial transaction to buy, to use a trailer, it's got to go on your policy. It is not covered by trailer and control. Mm. Trailer and control covers one thing. For a borrowed trailer where there's no financial transaction, financial transaction can be a slab of slab of beer. That's a financial transaction. Mm. So if I borrow, if I borrow Craig's trailer for the day, trailer and we just borrow it because he's lent it to me because he's a mate. That's one thing. That's that's trailer and control insurance. But if I'm towing it for him and he's taking a percentage to let me use the trailer. Then that's the financial transaction, and that and that's the line in the sand. That's the line in the sand. Yeah, financial. Okay. Financial, yeah, financial transaction is the magic word. Mm. Yep. So right. then you actually have to insure that trailer. Yeah. 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 Mm. So obviously, I've got to have the I've got to have the insurance for the truck because I've got to probably got it financed. Now, what even about the freight? Even if it's not financed, you should insure your truck. Yes, you may. Oh, sorry, mate. I, I, I was I was listening. Oh, at least we've been through that, Michael. Got to have <laughs> yeah, your party on. Your name was first mentioned. Oh, your ears painted on or what? Sometimes they are. Yes, hmm. um, but I'm just trying. We're talking about blokes getting started. Yeah, getting started. And, 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 and what me, you want to do when you don't want to overlook anything when you're getting started? For me, for me, one of the most important things, uh, and one of the most easily overlooked things, is insurance. Um, I, I know that I, I just know that sometimes you, you take the cheapest option because you you know you want to get as much money in your skyrocket as you can, 
But the problem with it is, is if it does go sideways, and it does go sideways from time to time, even with the best of intentions, I've had it happen to me, through no fault of my own, just driving along, minding my own business, and some clown ran into me. Um, and uh, it cost me $5,000 to avoid paying him $5,000 because I didn't have the right insurance. But let's just not go there. But the, but the reality of it is is that, like like Mark says, you, you only get what you pay for. But I suppose the important part is to know what you need to pay for. And, and there, 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 are there any shortcuts, Mark? And is, is there some things that you just don't really need or is it all you just ensure as much as you can? Oh, look. The... If you can't afford, if you can't afford insurance, you shouldn't be in business. Insurance right. is a cost. Insurance is what's called a cost of doing business. Yep. It's, it's when before you go in business, you you must do a budget. You've got to you've got to just you pluck numbers out of the air and estimate you know, how much money you you want to make or whatever. Mm. So, so when you're working out your rate that you want to charge that rate needs to be enough to cover all the basic costs of your business, the basic cost of doing business. So that's your finance. Yeah. It costs you to do your finance your truck and trailer, whatever. Yeah. Your insurance. Um, so they're basic costs. You need to factor in maintenance of, of your truck and don't think you can buy, buy a second-hand old truck and you won't have a much maintenance on it, that's a, just a load of bullshit, that is. Yep. You're going to have maintenance costs pretty pretty close to what it, you know the, the repayments are on a, on a newer truck. Yeah. So you've got to factor in all them costs. Now, that's, that's one of the big, the most annoying, one of the most annoying things from, for me, is someone's just born and decided to go into business want to finance the new truck or whatever they've got. And then the last thing they do is they ring me and say, oh, I need a quote on insurance. And then I tell them how much it is and they need to have a meltdown and thinking, you know, they're thinking insurance is a ripoff. Yeah. The problem is they haven't done their friggin' homework. Mm. Yeah. They should have yeah. factored, they should have called when they decided you know, which truck they wanted to buy. Then they should have rang me and said, how much would it cost me to insure this? So I can go and tell the finance broker, um, I've got, you know, it's going to cost me so much in maintenance a month. It's going to cost me so much for insurance. It's going, you know, I want to pay myself so much a month. So these are, these are my running costs. And this, this is what I'm going to get paid for the work I'm going to do. This is me, right? Um, can I afford to buy that truck? Yeah. That's, that's how they should be. That's what they should be doing before they even buy a truck. Yeah, I agree. So, 100%. So it, it, it's, it's just ridiculous that the last thing on their mind is insurance. Because mm. insurance, the cost of insurance for someone starting out is going to be pretty similar repayments per month for their truck they just bought. Mm. So if they've bought a truck, I don't know, just plucking numbers out there, they bought a truck, hundred grand, their repayments are two and a half thousand dollars a month. Fair chance yep. their insurance is going to be two and a half thousand dollars a month as well. Yeah. 
Mm. Well, that, that'd be right. Yep. So that's five grand a month they've got to come up with before they get to pay any bills. Um, pay themselves. Um, even pay for fuel. It's, they're just the basic yeah. cost of doing business and they should be taxed <clears throat> before you spend any money on a new truck. So just, Talking, oh yeah, okay. just yeah. quickly on this, Mark, we talk about the costs of insurance. Um, in an accident, what's what's the cost of not being insured? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what can happen to you if you're not insured? Um, you're at fault or who, who's at fault? Say you're at fault and you have an accident and you're not insured. Um, they get the lawyers on you and then you end up in court and then you lose everything you've got. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, well, do you know what it costs? Like, like if we're ringing the cool boys at midnight on a Sunday night to recover a truck out of a table joint, it's probably going to cost thousands of dollars, isn't it? Oh, easy. Yep. <laughs> you know, like you, cause you never you never roll a truck at eight o'clock on a Monday. Well, if you do, you obviously did something wrong. Like, you know, it's always oh. Sunday night at midnight, isn't it? Or Saturday afternoon yeah. when everyone's at the footy. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm lucky enough I've never rolled a truck. So, yeah. And you don't want to. It's not fun. No, we're banking out. So, yeah. yeah. So there is big costs. And, and uh, I mean, you know, a, a cost to repair. Oh, look, I know what it costs over here if we go on a road that's shut. I think it's like a thousand dollars a meter, or something wow. like that, to, mm. to, to grade the road. Yeah, but you so, can't you can't insure against stupidity. No, no. So I'd imagine if you're going to repair a road, or repair a bridge, or repair a culvert, or repair a section of road because you rolled over or you done something, it's going to cost big money. Remember a few. Is that where you're going, Craig? Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, sort of, sort of, kind of. Remember a couple of years ago, it's probably closer to 10 or more years now, there was a tanker that um, hit a bridge up in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Um, the clean, well, the repair cost for that bridge and the roadway and the surrounding uh, farm and all that, uh, the bill ended up running, running up to close to $30 million. Wow. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you, you'll, you'll notice on most most of your truck or prime mover policy, your, your motor policy, it's got a section, they've all got a, they've got section one, which covers the damage to your truck and trailer or whatever. And the section two is your, is your liability cover. Yeah. Most, most yeah. of the section two covers, they, well, I think they, they average, they, well, not average, they, they span from about twenty million up to about thirty, thirty-two and a half million. Um, that's to cover that sort of loss to the, yeah. to, the you know, to the to the bridges and the roadways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think ours is something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had yeah. twenty million dollars worth of cover, and I thought, gee, that's a lot of money. But when you start talking about things like bridges and roads, it really doesn't get very far. <laughs> no, it doesn't get very far nowadays. So you, you know, yeah. you're better off having you know, up thirty million and up if you can. 
Well, that, yeah, I think we're up, <laughs> upwards of that. I mean, I'd have to dig a couple of tins up in the backyard to pay for that. But yeah, so all in all, I could still come up with a $30 million. Mm. Um, so Whereabouts in the backyard? Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, three steps <laughs> to the left and four down to the right. And uh, what? So now, Brent, what about what about um, agreed market value? What what's what's the right or wrong thing there to do? I've got I've got a cool truck, and I think it's worth eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yet the market value says eight thousand dollars. <laughs> what are we What are we sort of going here with? What do you What do you recommend? Agreed value. Agreed value is what what the word says. It has to be agreed yep. to. So if you if you want agreed value on your truck or trailer, you you've got to ask. You've got to give the value uh, a licensed valuer, truck valuer, yeah, to give you a valuation on your truck. And then when you get that, you've got to give that to your insurance company. And then mm. if they agree that the value is right. They'll agree to it. They'll say, yep, we'll give you agreed value on your prime mover or trailer. Yep, okay. So, yeah. so if you want agreed value, um, some insurers will accept agree, your agreed value for up to two years, some of them. Um, but it um, is general rule of thumb. So you know, if you want agreed is value, it, you've, got, you've got to get your is it one or the other valued every year. Is it one or the other? Can you have agreed or market value in the insurance? Uh, agreed is only what it says, agreed. So if you've yeah. got, you want agreed value, you have to get a valuation done and have the okay. ask the insurer to, to agree to it. Otherwise, if you haven't done that, everything is market value. Even if you tell the insurer, you know, every year when we do a renewal, we'll, we'll speak to the, uh, whoever the client is and we'll say, what do you reckon the value of your truck is now? Well, yeah. Last year it was 100000 Do you worth it, reckon it's still worth a hundred, or or mm. do you want to drop it a bit? And you, um, you might drop it to eighty. So we'll, we'll get renewal terms from the insurance company based on your truck being eighty grand, like you reckon it's worth mm. now. Mm-hmm. That's, that is just the market value. Um, the insurer asked asked the owner of the truck or whatever what what they think the market value is so that they can calculate your renewal premium. Yeah, we get asked that every year. Yeah, but um, six months' time, you have an accident, gets written off or whatever, the insurer will go to the market. So they'll, they'll get on Google, see what they, you know, your truck's selling for at that time of the accident. Then they'll... they'll check the deals and all that sort of thing, and then they'll get an average of the value of your truck at the time of the accident, and that is the market value. So if it's only selling for 60 grand on the market, you know, the average is 60 grand on the market, that's all they'll mm-hmm. offer you. So even though mm-hmm. you've insured it for 80, they're still only going to pay you the market value. Mm. Mm. Mm, interesting. So, so, right. So you know market values. You understand market values. What What's a good buy-in truck? What's a good brand? What do you What do you What would you recommend if someone was keen to take the plunge? Um. Well, I like I like I like the big. Actually, I like the six oh eights myself. The Kenworth. Mm, but, 
if if I was start now, I'd be looking for a second hand truck with a recent crate motor in it or an yep. outer chassis rebuild with low kilometers on it. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be if I was really keen on a new truck, I'd be looking at a cheaper um, fleet um, new truck. You know, like the old old um, not old, but you should be you should be looking at have a look at the fleets and see what they're running. Like they all run the poverty packs. Um, a few years ago, they all, you know, a lot of them were running the old, the, the Mac, you know, the cheap poverty pack Mac fleet liner or something like that. Yeah. yeah. What you do it, you're getting the cheap, the cheapest new truck, and therefore you get the reliability, so you haven't got the high maintenance cost. Um, yeah. You've got the reliability for your clients, so you're not breaking down along the road. Road, your, your freight's getting where it needs to go on time. You haven't got you got less less things to worry about. Um, you're not spending all your weekend, your time, you know, your one day off a week at home doing maintenance. You just quick breathing oil, and she's right to go. Um, so there's you know, there's pros and cons to it, but if if I was going, yeah, the, the I'd, old... I'd be I'd be looking at a, you know, what the fleets are running at, at the current time. Um, yeah, yeah, buy one of the poverty pack ones if I want to go new truck. The old, the old, the old, the age old thing: repair or repayment. Yeah, that's about. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's a bang on the money in there. What do you want to do? <laughs> you want to repair it or you want to repay it? And oh, I've got a good mate in Perth. He said if it costs him six hundred dollars to fix something, he's better off buying a new truck. With what was what the market that he had and the trucks that he wanted to do, the trucks needed to work every night. Mm-hmm. So if he's fixing something, go get a new truck. Yeah. yeah. In, in that scenario, reliability is what you need, or yeah. or yeah. D- deal a yeah, every night. Every when, night, at six o'clock. Yeah. Got to go out every night at six o'clock. Yeah. So, when yeah. you can ring the dealer and say, "This is your problem, not mine." Yeah. Th- there's there's a a value in that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot depends. of a lot of a lot of companies are offering fleet maintenance, aren't they? A lot of sort of sort of truck sellers are offering fleet maintenance. So there's mm-hmm. something you should look at if you're starting out. Is if you can if you can afford to buy a new truck with fleet maintenance, well, you know, it's probably not out of the question. Mm-hmm. Oh, if it's got to be on the road every night yeah. and do its certain jobs, well, a lot of what they're offering now is it's nearly a, a subscription model where you pay your yeah. money and you're guaranteed that if they don't come and fix your truck, they'll bring you another one. Um, now, Brownie, talking about money and fixing money and bringing trucks, like, so can you, if you're offering, you're talking two grand a month or two and a half grand a month, do you at TBI Insurance tailor packages? You can pay by the month or by the, you know, do you have to pay in a lump sum or how do you, can you tailor insurance markets for your good customers or customers? Yep, yeah, you can do it all pay by the month. That's that's separate. Pay by the month with your insurance is pretty much just you finance it in a nutshell. It's finance. So yeah. the, you you take the fight. You say, yep, I'll do the monthly repayments thing. The premium funding it's called. Um, yeah. So the premium. So you just get your your, do, your bank details and all that application form for finance off you. Give it to the finance company. 
they pay the insurance companies the full premium, so the insurance companies get paid in full, and then mm-hmm. your your contract is then just with the finance company. So okay, yeah, you just make yeah. make the repayment. Well, they do they deduct your from your bank account each month, and then if you go and buy a new truck or something halfway through the year, um, the premium it costs to add that new truck to your policy, you're going to add that to your premium monthly payments as well. That way you've only got the one payment to worry about. You know, it might go, you know, if you add a new truck or trailer throughout the year, your repayment monthly repayment will go up, um, whatever the extra cost for that truck or trailer is, but it'll still be the, mm-hmm. one, the one payment per month. So it's, well, yeah. it's, less, it's less to keep, try and keep track of. Yep. Yeah, make it easy. You're, you're, you're all about tailoring solutions at TBI. I like that, Grant. Uh, we are, we are. Plug, plug away, yo. Plug T- away. Tailoring solutions at TBI. I, I, I had a customer in, well, the, 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 you know, bloke in West Australia the other day. He didn't know much what to do. And I said, this is the man you need to talk to. TBI. <laughs> Go along. You're going to get the cold hard truth when you, whether you want to hear it or not. But, <coughs> yeah, and, and I think that's the thing with your insurance in the brand. Like you, you will, you're in the industry, you've been in the industry for a long time, you're a very reputable business within the industry. You're based in an industry town in the town, so good they named it twice Wagga Wagga. You, yeah. You're local and you're accessible and all points in between, so you're really a good asset to have on side, Brownie. Yep, and if you need, if you need, I'll, I'll jump car and come and visit you. But, um, the, the, see in four days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in four days. Come on. Right. Long weekend right. over here, Brownie. Make it quick. We've got, we've only got Monday off. So, yeah, hurry up. I'll see you, I'll see you shortly. I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to get the Yogi's. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Uh, Don't go so, over there and visit him. You'll get you drinking that buddy game, you mate. Yeah, bring it. Took away. Took away. If I go to West Australia, wouldn't I fall off the edge of the earth? Doesn't it? If you go too yeah, far, you do. I mean, it, it's flat around here. It's flat. You will. The flat earthers will understand. It'll just keep going. You can oh, take yeah. a boat to Rottnest Island, but if you go further than that, yes, you will fall off the face of the planet. <laughs> apparently, apparently, yeah, that's true. It's true. It's true. So, Brownie, we've insured the truck, we've insured the freight. Um, you know, we've taken care of all that. What happens if you can't work for a few days because you were you? You're not a proprietary company. You don't have workers' comp, and you fell off the drawbar, cracked your head on the on the ground, and you can't work for for three months. Can you insure for that? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And as soon as you finance anything, or even if you don't finance it, but if you do finance anything, the um, you need to pay take out an income protection policy or personal accident sickness, as they like it to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of life um, insurance policies have income protection as part of them. Um, okay. But, but um, there are personal accident sickness policies out there that are designed specifically for transport, truck, trucking. 
truck drivers and that sort of thing. Mm. Oh, right. Ben, right ben Cheaper, Ben okay. Cheaper, and by the week, they haven't got all the as many benefits within them as a life insurance income protection scheme. So if you've got income protection through life insurance, it's got all the bells and whistles in it. Um, most of them will pay if you're, you you receive really bad injuries, life, um, and you've got them injuries for life. A lot of them life policies will pay you for the term of your natural life. Yeah, right. But an income protection scheme, um, personal access fitness scheme, or designed just for truck drivers, most of them only they'll only pay your benefit for two years, up to two years. And there's not as many benefits in it, but they cover you for the basic stuff. Um, you know, broken legs, um, heart attacks, any any new injury or illness um, after, after the date you, that you sign up. Um, what, as as it, what, what roughly would that cost a year, Brownie, then? They have something like that. Like, are you looking at, whatever, I don't know, what would it cost? It depends what you want to insure yourself for. So, well, some you of them you want to cut. Yeah, basic, basic, basic. Basic, basic, basic. Um, income protection, we're talking income protection insurance. Yeah. 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 Well, is is it 500 bucks a month or, you know, 500 bucks a year or, you know, or what is it? I don't know. I'll put you on the spot. It, 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 yeah, come back yeah. to it later. You'd have to be, you'd have to be <laughs> for a thousand bucks a week, you'd have to be looking around fifty, sixty dollars a week. Okay, yeah, let's it's, it's uh it's it's a truck and life subscription which we encourage that and life income protection. Soldier on. But some oh, some well. of those income protection schemes they, they can actually cover you for business expenses as well. Mm. So you can not only cover your wage, but also you, you can claim, you know, depending on which boxes you tick when you when you're signing up for it. When you're oh, policy. I might get into you that. Do, and tick the right boxes. Yeah, tick you the right boxes. Tell me, boss, I'm taking eating bad food and drinking rum, and it's a and it's a business cost. Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if, if I injure myself. <laughs> So, yeah, it can help cover your truck repayments and that sort of thing. The, the idea okay. of, of, of this, these income protection schemes, just for truck drivers, the purpose of them is to try and get money in, into your bank as quickly as they can, help you buy food, put food on the table, and you um, stay at home and get better without having the stress of yeah. better. That's the whole purpose of them. Mm. So they're worth having. So you know they are they they are expensive. You know, fifty, sixty bucks a week for you know, eight hundred and fifty to a thousand bucks cover, I guess somewhere in there. But um, the trouble the trouble with it is worth- though, if you get hurt and you can't work, you know, like I've just had the best part of eight months off because I wrecked my shoulder because I fell down and it was you know just one of those things that happened. And if I was an owner driver without insurance, I'd have been toast. Mm. You know, yeah. simple as that. Yeah. Mm. One, of, one, of, one of the main things with those sorts of scams yeah. is what the waiting, it's called a waiting period. Yep. Um, well, so that's how, how long you have to wait before you're entitled to claim. Mm. It, as soon as you get injured or, or sick or whatever, 
you put a claim in that day or the next day, but for the first, most of them about 14 days waiting. So for the first 14 days or two weeks, you, you don't get paid for those two weeks. But after that, you start getting paid weekly. Hmm. Yeah. So a, a lot of right. life insurance policy in that, you've got to wait 30 days. Some of them are 90 days, which is three months. Most of them are back at work by then. So you better better off looking at a, a income protection scheme that's specifically designed for transport. Hmm. But like you say, Brandy, early in the conversation, that the cost of insurance is just exactly a business cost. It, it, and if you think you can skimp on it, it doesn't work. It's like if you did a budget knowing full well that, that diesel was $2 a litre and you did your budget saying that diesel's $1.50 a litre, you're kidding yourself. You're a fool. And, yeah. and you're going to run into trouble somewhere. And... You know, I've always paid, you know, the good money for insurance and when I got back into the business again, I got insurance and was paying paying a pretty dollar for insurance but then after me and you got together, we realised that what I was paying was for the wrong thing. Yeah. So mm. I, was pay- I was paying the money but I wasn't getting what I needed in mm. in my insurance. And that that was because at the time I I jumped in quickly with someone just to get covered, not to have the decent conversation about what I needed. And if I could stress anything to somebody getting into the industry is talk to a, a broker like yourself who's who's been there for a long time. Years ago, I did have a broker that managed what I did, but you know, it had been like eight or nine years since since I'd been in business with a truck. So I can only stress that you need to talk to a broker who specialises in transport. And I will recommend Mark Brown, TBI Insurance. There's a plug. Mm. But mm. It, it'll be worth every cent to you. Yeah. What I said earlier about I'll jump, jump in the car or whatever and go and see, see ya. Um, it, uh, a big part of that is I need to look people in the eye and and not only yeah. look them in the eye but um, get some jam scones and cream off them after they've made me a cup of tea or whatever <laughs> but the idea or taking him get, out for dinner <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the idea is to get to know them because um, we become part of your business and well, you become the third phone call nearly, don't you? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I take everything to heart, and if you're hurting in your business, I'm, I feel it, and and it, you, uh, after a while, you, um, it's it's yeah, it's just it's, you, you treat everyone, every client as their business is your business, so so you. You take, you've got a vested interest in them people. So you need to get to know them. And that's why I like to do things to face-to-face if I can. If, if yeah, it's, we... it's cost-effective and I can get to visit them, I'll go and bloody visit them. Um, because it's, you know... We said the same thing to Brad, you know, like he, he's insured, uh, not insured, he's he financed old gear and then the 
progressed in the business and and now they're you know buying a speedboat. It's fantastic. So you'd be the same with insurance. I'd imagine Brownie like you watch people struggle with old equipment and then all of a sudden they're bought a new equipment. So the the pride that you would have in a relationship with them is is fantastic as well. Oh, it's like watching your children grow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good, not, yeah good not, not the sound good of to have that or anything like that, but that's that's what it's like. And yeah, still good to have that service. This service is still out there, people. People mm. are still around that want to come and say hello, want to come and eat all your lamikins, which there's none left around here. It was my birthday on Sunday. There's none left. No, so you won't get any no. lamikins when you turn oh, up. Oh, hang on. We've got to pause no, here. No. We've got to pause here for a second. What day is it? Wednesday. Happy fourth day of your birthday week, Gabe. Birthday festival. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much, Trace. Yeah, Thank you for that. I've got another three days to go of a long weekend and then it's all over. I've got a week long festival. I didn't birthday. wish you that earlier and sorry that we had to pause there, everybody to Thank you. Thank you. Soothe Thank you. Yogi's ego. Forty forty seven is a big number. I was just gonna put that out there, you know. So yeah. Mm. Not that big. Yeah, we've all been there, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, moving on. Bigger, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you, Mark. Thank you. Now, TBI, thank you very much, Mark, for coming on the show. Is that, have we covered everything? Is there uh, anything else? Any other little hidden gems in insurance that you sort of think about, or we sort of what do you what do you insure, Brandy? You insure everything, transport or car or house or where do you get, what's your what's your Specialty. Plug away, Yogi. Plug away. Insurance brokers insure. They can insure basically anything. Mm. But but um, we we yeah we'll insure anything. But we specialise in transport because that's what we love mm. and that's what we know and so that's what we do. Um, but as far as home contents and private motor vehicles and that. Um, Probably we we can do that too, but um, we usually only do that sort of thing for for our clients. Mm. Yeah. Even insure yeah. media moguls like ourselves. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> on the road media, sensational place to be. Now, you, Brown, yeah. you told me something there once. We're talking over you know a cup of coffee or something along those lines, and uh, insurance the age twenty five. Is, is that an insurance issue? Everyone wants you to be 25. Or can, it, can you employ or can you be young driving trucks? Of course you can. That's that's just another old wives' tale from you know, off the UHF, from the experts on the on the air. Mm. No, no, insurers will, yeah. will, uh, will they'll, they'll, they'll allow you to put the young blokes on. Um, young, yeah, young people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they might apply some restrictions to them. Uh, depends. You know, it, uh, depends on how much experience they've had. You, know, you, you, you could have one one young fella or young girl that's straight out of school. Um, you know, mm-hmm. might be 18, 19, 20, whatever. Um, they've had no experience. Then, then you've got the other young person that's just coming out of school, but they grew up on a farm. So they, they've driven machinery all their life. They've driven the, the, the chaser bin or, you know, in the paddock, they've, you know, driven, yeah, driven the farm truck yeah. around. They've, they've, they've had experience. So the insurers will look at that and 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 um, put restrictions on, on them that, you know, 
are suitable to the experience they've had. So, so yeah, insurers love love kids that have you know, grown yeah. up on a farm. They love them. Yeah. yeah. So in that scenario, think, we've all heard the words full disclosure. Mm. So <laughs> I, I would imagine that's one of the most important things when you're talking to your insurer slash broker that you disclose everything. And when they ask you a question, you answer it honestly. Yes. Because the reason they may not honour your claim is not because of what's right or wrong, but what you disclosed. All failed. Is that that a correct statement, Brownie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Look, um, I don't, don't, as a broker, I don't fib to anyone. I don't fib to clients. I tell it how it is. But I expect the same back. Don't tell me any little fib. Because, it, you know, it, insurance company might ask me a question that I've got to ask you. And I ask you, if you tell me a fib and I tell the insurance company, that's, that's, that's a fib. And depending on what it is, they, they might say, hang on, Roger or whoever whoever told me the fib, the client, they'll say, yeah, you, you told us you didn't have any claims, but you've had... You had to had two claims. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh no, we just had claims three years ago when I backed into somebody. We didn't think about that. Mm. No, yeah, it's a claim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still a claim. It's a claim. It's you claim. claimed yeah. it. Yeah, it's a claim. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, even a windscreen claim. You you claim your your excess free windscreen every year. You you do that for five years. There's five claims you've had in five years. Even that, even though a windscreen, well, windscreens are over a thousand bucks these days with the cameras in them. Um, so that's yeah, five claims. Mm. Even though you think it's not a claim because you didn't pay your excess, it's it still a claim. A claim. Yeah. 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 So, so with um, <laughs> our policies and and your risk assessment these days, Brownie. If you're involved in um, accreditations, you know, where it's truck safe or, you know, NHVS things, um, fatigue management, all that sort of stuff, does this go in any way to reducing premiums or the way that an insurer may look at you as a risk to them? Uh, reducing premiums, that's that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes maybe, um, depending on how, how good a risk management program you've got in place. You, usually for, for any discounts to apply, you need to have your own HR team, basically, or someone, a permanent compliance manager, um, driver trainer, that sort of scenario. Um, yep. So, yeah, your discounts would apply. It's up to the individual... Okay. Insurer, um, but yeah, it all, it all helps. Mm. I know that I know that if you're running different levels of technology in the cab, yeah, you know, as much as we love to hate things like seeing machines and <laughs> and that sort of thing, if you're running, if you don't laugh, Kendall, don't laugh. <laughs> like yeah, you, know, you can get a pretty good discount on your insurance if you've got one. Um, so different levels of technology. 
Uh, I've got, got a HR team in, in my truck. It's called Glenn. That's right. <laughs> is, yeah, that a, is that an acronym for And all the 10 bears. Mm. Yeah, all the 10 bears are happy in his head. The bears are looking at me. <laughs> there, there are some insurers that do offer discounts for putting those in cab driver-facing cameras. Mm. Um, I don't know how big a discount it is. Depends on the on the on the client on the, mm. the truck company. Yeah, um, I suppose the volume of yeah. trucks doing it. You but know, but, yeah. but say yeah. in your fatigue management policies, if you had a policy where your company's your trucks were off the road by midnight and mm. and not, you know, is that a bone or is that a something that works towards a discount or a, a better relationship with your insurer? Um, not so much a discount because you're still doing the same sort of work. Um, the only the only thing you're, you're minimising is, is the nighttime driving risk, mm. uh, the, the risk of falling asleep for the middle of the night. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And back on the camera thing, um, the, I don't I don't believe any insurer gives discounts for having dash cam. Whereas the, no, everyone's got it. Yeah. They, they should, but they don't, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, bloody dash cams. I reckon everyone should have a dash cam because mm. it could make the difference between um, you having to pay the claim or you not having to pay the claim. Mm. Yeah. Well, stay longer. He said, she said. It's that's what happened, and and uh, it's a double-edged sword though. For it, it can save your hangar. Depends on. Yeah, on, uh, but if you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. Um, yeah. yeah but, um, well, well here's, here's one little tip. Are you want a tip? Here's a tip. Yep. Be Whenever good to your mother. Involved, be good to your mother, okay? Yeah, sorry. Whenever you're in an accident, don't admit liability. Yeah. Ever. It's written. It's written ever. It's written into every insurance contract that it the it, liability is the responsibility of the insurer. The, the insurer is the only one that has the right to admit the liability under the policy. Right. But so um, yeah. So whether you're in the wrong or not, um, even if, if it's your fault. Just clean up. Just don't comment. Just yep. swap details. You know, legally required to swap details. You know, your name, address, phone number, you know, contact details. Um, and then, you know, be barking at you or whatever, you know, your fault, your fault. You just say, we'll let, we'll let the insurance companies deal with it. Just say that. Mm. And yep. just leave it at that. Don't say it wasn't my fault or that sort of thing. But um, you swap details, make sure you get all the details of the third party, all the contact details. Um, if they won't give you uh, their license or whatever to take the details of, just ask them to show it to you, just so you can verify the address and the name that they've told you. Make sure you get their phone number um, so that the insur your insurance company can contact them to um, claim against them or, or whatever. 
And if you're taking a photo of someone with a Queensland license, make sure you take a photo of the back of it as back. well. Because all the contact details are on the back. Yes. Mm. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, Queensland, they, they put, put their plate. numbers first on the number plate and they put their license details on the back. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. If, if they allow you to take a photo of their license, they, they, they don't have to let you take, take a photo of it. But they have to okay. swap contact details. Right. Yeah. Mm. But if you're ask, in a public place, them. you can take a photo of them and their vehicle and the registration if it's in a yeah. public place. Yeah, that, that's them. But their license, that, mm. their actual license, they don't have to let you take a photo of them. Right. They get their, get their contact details, and that was a good point, Craig. Get a photo of their registration. Mm. And. Yeah, the photo of the accident scene. Mm. So. One thing with anyone travelling around the countryside um, and, and always at risk of these types of accidents, incidents, whatever you want to call it, there are apps on your phone and, and there is one called Time Date Stamp. If you download that to your phone, any photo that you take, um, whether it be in a place that you deliver to, someone that just ran into you, or whatever, it is actually classified as a legal document of of the time. It puts a GPS um, note on it if if that's available, but it, it can be used as a legal document. So yeah, most, most most photos on your phone have actually got that. Mm. Um, someone showed me how to do it once. I've forgotten how to do it. But if, if you go into your photos and then you, you hold your finger on the photo or whatever, what, it takes, it, the photo it brings up is, is date and time stamp mm. because you've taken it on your phone, which is the GPS anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, I think mm. it, police officer showed us. I've forgotten. Anyway, have a play with your phone, your photos, and just see if it has. Otherwise, look up Craig's app. Mm. It's not yeah. mine. It's not mine. It's free. Free. Another plug, 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 plug. So, anyway, we've run way over time tonight. Way over time, yeah. But, I just know we wrap it up on Mark. But anyway, good job, yeah, gentlemen. But we've had Mark on here from TBI Insurance, and as a, as a definite plug, I could not recommend anyone better to handle your insurance. Mm. So, Mark, how do they find you, mate? They uh, Google. TBI Insurance, or they, um, give us a call, 0269 or um, TBI at tbiinsurance.com.au. Mm. And Mark yeah. will give you the best insurance advice you will ever get. And, yeah, and as, as we discussed earlier, you only ever get what you pay for. Mm. Yeah. So... Don't expect a cheat quote. If you want a cheat quote, you'll only ever get what you pay for. So, well, yeah. well, hang on. I know we're out of time. Mate, um, keep talking. <laughs> You're getting charged, do you? Not us. Yeah, we're, we're, oh, we're on the clock. We're on the clock. <laughs> I quite often get told. So we'll, we'll talk. So the purpose of this little conversation tonight, when you're starting out in business, the cost 
Yogi's face again. No, no, it's just our kids <laughs> no, coming no, home. No, no. Milo's, <laughs> Milo's <laughs> decided to wake up and yeah. maybe yeah. yeah, scare away the robbers. Anyway, Kurt Gale, Mark, he's dropped. Quite, quite, quite often uh, someone new to the business will, will call up and will say, um, get a quote off us, we'll tell him what the quote is, and then he'll, when we tell him what the how much it's going to cost him, he'll say, oh, my mate said he only pays half that amount. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Mm. The thing there, mate, that's the, their insurance expert mate on the UHF, the thing he's not telling them is he's been in business for five years. He hasn't had an accident or a claim. So he's getting basically 40 50% discount on his premium. Oh, yeah, good point, good point. The start-up mm. cost. Are going to be up there. Yeah, when you when you're starting off, you're going to pay a premium through the roof compared to everyone else. Mm. And then, as long as you stay claims free and the value of your equipment and the number of your equipment doesn't change in five years, um, you'll see a reflection in the premium of, of about ten percent discount each year for, for five years. So after you've been in business and had insurance for five years, you'll uh, and and you haven't had any claims, the equipment and the sum insured on your equipment hasn't changed. You'll be basically pay, paying half of what you did when you first started. Mm. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a genuine fifty, you know, it's a genuine discount you get, but you've got to have the points on the board. Mm. Five years experience and that sort of discount. Yeah, and be, be loyal to your insurance. But if you are going into business on your own and you've been driving for someone for the last 10 years, if your driving record has been good, Mark, that, that does go towards a, old, a bit of respect. In the old days, they, they gave us a bit of respect, the insurers. But nowadays, there's too many bean counters within the insurance companies. They don't factor in um, those, the, the human right. factors. So you've got to prove yourself. You've got to, yeah, yeah. You've got to have statistics behind you. So the only statistics right. they're looking for is how many years you've had insurance for before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. That's where you get the discount. All right, good. Good, good, good job, Mark. Good job. Mm. Mm. Well, there you go. Plenty of people yeah. out there listening too, Mark. So we might have, um, might have some keen operators out there. I, I hope so. I, I, I hope the the young blokes keep biting the bullet and having a crack. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not going to work out for everyone, but God's sakes, we need them. We need them to keep coming through and having a crack. Mm. Uh, even if they have a crack and fail, you know, give it a couple of years and have another crack. Mm. There's plenty of young blokes out there that are keen. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have these conversations so they can at least start to comprehend what they need to do, make the phone calls. So sometimes before you think what sort of truck you need, you need to talk to your finance broker and your insurance broker because those needs may far away what truck you want to buy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Because mm. mm. sometimes, you know, it's like 
you know, we're going to add it there with toasters. You know, you don't know what you need till you need it or whatever it is, but insurance is one of those things. And don't mm. don't, don't um, compromise on it. It's it's what you need. Don't skimp on it and factor it into your finances. Mm. Yeah. Good job. Oh, well, hey, good job. Great chat tonight. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Mark. That's all right. Always good to chat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, looking forward to your your new ad in the next Truck and Life magazine. Yeah, magazine looks good, doesn't it? You blokes have done a top job. Oh. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'd like to say thank you, but I'll just say we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing uh, how many people used to collect them. And now yeah. the excitement out there. Um, I travel all over the place and... Yeah, it's just the excitement out there that you know, it, it's back and mm. it's as good as it was before. Well, it's definitely better. Mm. Um, yeah, keep it up. Yeah. I, I can't believe people that send pictures in of magazines they've collected since day one. Mm. Like, you know, when you people send you pictures of the magazines they've held for 20 years, 30 years, it, it's unbelievable, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I'm glad we're all a part of bringing back something that is truly a tradition to a lot of people in this country and not only here but overseas, the, the comments we get from overseas. And I'm glad, Mark, that you have come on board and realised um, that this is an icon of Australia that needs to continue. Uh, I didn't need to come on board. I was going to do it all the time. Mm. So thank so, you. I was just playing hard to get. Mm. <laughs> <Where>? <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. I'm not going to say anything talk, about that. I keep talking like that. I'm going to have to identify as a female, am I? Oh, no. Oh, He's pushing for free advertising. He, so. yeah. 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 Mark, TBI Insurance, tbi.com.au. There you go. There you yeah. go. Plug <laughs> away. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, Mark. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. See you, Hello. Thanks. So, yeah. Bye. Well, that's, uh, that's that, isn't it, really? Well, well, that went on a bit, but I hope some people got some information out of that that may help them make a decision on on um, what they want to do. It, it yeah. is a rewarding thing to be yeah. your own boss. Um, just remembering at times your boss, when you're your own boss, is a lot harder you can sometimes than be the a boss a you bastard. may have now. Yep. Um, he can sometimes be a bit of a bastard. And that would be nice. But, you know, if you love what you do, if you have so much pride in, in your rig and, and that every Sunday or Monday, whatever your schedule is, that you want to leave in in a truck that represents you, whether it's, you know, blinged up to the max or just a, very, very tidy truck that you head off on on a Sunday afternoon or Monday. You know, follow that dream. Take pride in what you do. It's um, mm. th there's, yeah, it's a reflection on you and and what can be done in the industry. And you can make a lot of money out of it. There is money out there to be made, isn't there? Mm. It's not as if yep. it's not. Yep. I don't think there's a, there's a certain amount of doom and gloom, but I don't think it's all doom, and it's certainly not all gloom. Mm. And if you get if you if you sit down and 
and without looking at things through rose-coloured glasses, work out what it's really going to cost you to run, then apply that to the work that you want to do, and don't move if you're not making a profit out of it. Mm. If you hold yourself firm to those rules, uh, you'll be fine. Mm. And the other part about it is that, you know, yeah, we all love the big trucks. Yeah, we all love the flash nine-hose and all that sort of stuff. I know I certainly get a kick out of driving one. But I'll tell you straight, I couldn't afford to own one. And uh, not right now. If I was to go back in now, I'd be, I'd be looking at something a little bit older. And, um, you know, there's a certain amount of pleasure in that because at the end of the day, about it's about work-life balance. And mm-hmm. if you if you if you overcommit yourself, you end up with a situation where you do do the run that doesn't pay you quite as much money, just so that you get the cash flow to pay the bank, but you end up robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's just you end up a hamster on a wheel, and that's not what it's about. It's about being able to make enough money to make a good living, put a roof over your head, feed the kids. And be able to go to the Clarendon Classic, be able to go to Casino, and be able to enjoy the things that are about the trucking that you love. Mm. You, you know, and and don't push yourself too hard. That that's probably the best advice mm. I can give you. But, know what it costs you to run, and don't push yourself mm. too hard. But but if you are mm-hmm. wanting to do it, you know, talk to blokes like Brad at mm. HBP. Yeah. Talk to blokes like Brownie at TBI Insurance. That yeah, they're not. They're not there to um, to tell you that you're doing the wrong thing. They're, they're there to give you some advice on how how's the best thing to work for you. And, and if if you go through some stuff with a financial planner or your accountant or whatever, and they go, oh, this is a little bit questionable, don't kid yourself on what you think is the best thing. Like, Take some advice. Ring your ring your um, your, your peers or whatever you need. For counsel, talk to us here. Ring us. You've got mm. yeah, there's three phone numbers here, quite readily available. Yeah, send us a message to to yeah, talk, we'll about talk about it. what's the right thing. Because mm. if it clearly isn't the right thing, you need to take that advice. Yeah. Um. Because it's a big investment. They're not cheap things. You're not you're not buying a three thousand dollar um Camira. To, to park one, at the front one of the house. One would say, Craig, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's, That's right. It. Yep. That's yep. it. So there's plenty of good advice out there. Just seek it. Um, mm. Yeah. And I will say, too, that the wrong place to be getting advice is over the UHF on Channel 40 mm. or, or, or your Facebook mates. Mm. You know, well, Channel 40, same. Channel 40 is the original Facebook, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> So at least go to Channel 35 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, channel because you can't get that right either. You like no, no, no. One no. channel, one industry, one one. UHF. That's a, that, that's another conversation oh, for another yeah, day. Yeah, right. talking about being an owner driver. I, I, like I said it before, it's a love hate relationship. I love every part of what I've done. There's days it's just early on. I mean, we took a thirty-three grand hit in the first five months. Yep. I've been being an owner operator and it took us nearly 12 18 months to recoup from that but yep. we're 10 years down now we're into 11th year we, we're going we, we run the markets out like we're, we're running out in the market at the moment it's it's riding out we're quiet you know and again today i had a job i, I took the option of could i go a bit cheaper but i didn't i kept i kept my steam and going no this is what the job's worth we'll build it into a lap 
you know, just to get a job. You don't particularly want to be just going out there. And still, you still think about it. It's hard not to do, but uh, would I do it again? For sure. But I love it 100%. Mm. Yeah. Well, I know I, uh, I didn't factor in a $12,000 gearbox in the first 12 months. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just yeah, one of those just, things. It's one of those <laughs> things, yeah. We took it, it was yeah, 33 grand is what we took it in. And the yep. first file was just over the first five months. And, um, yeah, I oh, look, you know, the kids had, back when we the kids, our kids were born, we got money for kids being born back then. The government back then thought we've obviously done all right. So mm. there has been times when that kid money is that kid's money has paid for fuel because mm. <laughs> we've got to pay for fuel. You know? oh, it's a big push. Yeah, mm. but, you know, but like, you, yeah, we, uh, you know, it you, all goes back. The, yeah, the other good. parts in that is where you, like I, I took on a customer once and I never considered for one moment that they weren't going to pay. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm on that. And like Brownie's right, looking people in the eye. Yeah. We do all right with that. Yeah. I can look people in the eye, shake their hands, and pick their machines up, mm. and you're trying to go, you know, look, I've got a good feel for it. Mm. But mm. The, you know, this, you know, fifty thousand dollars later, um, mm. you know, no yeah. money, and and the effect that it has on your whole business is, you know, it goes across the whole thing. That can be the catalyst to drive a, a whole good business down the drain. Yep. Um, but anyway, that that's you know something to look out for, and and I if wish you want to talk about that yeah. about bad payers. We've got we've got a bait that owes us seven hundred and seventy dollars. Ali's his name, <laughs> and as to why it's hard work, and and like you think seven hundred and seventy dollars, it's it's almost good money chasing bad. Yeah, like to actually go get the money. Like I just want to go take the tractor back. That's what I want to do. He's up at Lanceman, so we'll, one of these days we'll go up there and get that tractor and just take it back. I can load it. I loaded it once. Mm. But it, then it, I, you know, am, am I just being petty? It's $770. Mm. But it, yeah, it's one of those things, theft, yeah? though, that, that in in a perfect world, um, you, you should never be owed for that money because yeah. you dropped it off. It should be like a cab fare. Yeah, well, I had a yeah. bloke in Adelaide that, that I took carted two pallets to Melbourne for. And uh, he thought it would be a good idea to chip me on the money, so I went and parked my truck across the front of his driveway. Yeah. So it just got ugly after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting me money, um, but I spent it on a new windscreen for his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a little bit counterproductive, but yeah, get that. Yeah, so <laughs> just want an out. But there, there's situations where you you run like that through your business, where you know you've you've taken on some what you thought was some good stuff. Yeah. Um. And and the, and the way we act as as these very tough blokey men we are, we don't we don't get let on to anybody about how that's affected us and. You know, you, you take fifty grand out of a small business, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Big dollars. Yeah, and and Big no dollars. no way to get it. And anyway, the, the, there's for me there was lessons learnt there. Um, yeah, but yeah, definitely. things like that in setting up your own business are, are crucial. That you know what your payment terms are. Um, if you're working for someone else, I I believe we're working towards some better things 
uh, legislative-wise that can fix that. Um, mm. But, you know, we, we have payment terms now that are 30 days end of month. Mm. Um, if, if you're putting fuel in a truck and paying for a driver, that's a lot of money before you're getting anything back. Yep. Um, and Got, got yeah. a mate that runs, he works for drilling companies and they pay four times a year. Wow. Yeah. Mm. They pay on the same. It all it's money in the bank on that day. Yeah. Four times a year. That's mm. all they pay. Yeah. But I never they... understand it. But he, but he knows it too. He does a load with them. He understands it. He knows it. He figures it out. <laughs> but mm. it is four times a year. That's when they pay. Yeah. But yeah. but in the in the compliance side here, and I'll speak from someone that is involved in that industry. There are customers out there that when you say, look, they book an audit and you say you can't get an audit report until you pay the bill. And they mm, say, well, we don't, yeah. our payment terms for suppliers are 30 days end a month. Oh, um, yeah. And you say, well, <laughs> our terms are uh, you pay and then you get your report. Yeah. And like, well, that's not how our business works. And you're like, hang on. You... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who you think you are, but that's not how we work. This is our business. You pay before you get what you want. And that's mm. that's what our business does. But they still mm. try to push their payment terms on you as if you're some kind of supplier to them. Mm. So, no, you need what, what we have and you don't want to pay for it, but you want to whinge about it. Like, it's, yeah. T terms should be you supply, you get paid. Simple as that. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. You've got to t set the terms you live with. I mean, you don't go to the fuel pump and tell BP, oh, I'll pay for that in 30 days. They go, no, 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 no. Hang on. Mm. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, there you go. We right, can, look, right, mate, there's so much, there's so much yep. we could talk about. There is so much more to talk about. Yeah, we might, this might be part one. Part two might be well, what permits you need because I, 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 sometimes you struggle when you're going across Australia. Like, what do you actually need to move across Australia? Well, a truck is a good start. Mm. Permits, brother, permits. Permits. Uh, 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 I, I don't need any permits to go across Australia, mate. Oh. No, you don't. We could, well, you do. We you could do a whole. Know it, do you? We could do do a whole show on this one. Yeah, you, Oversize. Compliance. Well, if you if you if you're bigger than a single, you need a permit coming into West Australia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. If you, so you if you're over twenty six no meters, twenty six meters in some parts of Victoria, you need a to apply for a permit to go over railway crossing. You know, uh, you know that uh, what I would need really. I mean, I need a permit because I'm a little bit heavy on the steer at the moment. So well, that's going to happen. Is that just the right? Is that just your right hand steer or your left hand yeah. steer? The right hand yeah. steer. Yeah. The right I'm hand on, steer. We're getting up there. Yeah. So what's happening? What's happening with the weight loss thing? Let's just go. We've got ten minutes to ten. We might as well make it a three hour show instead of the two hours. Oh, I've to got the best. Yes, What's going on with that? Right, he's just well, started out. Oh, he's good too. Right, so we've got, I've got a page set up ready to go. Oh yeah, with how we register and do all that. So that 
as no, I said, it'll come out at the beginning of October. Right. Um, I'm just trying to nut, nut out how we put a few photos up and do all that without um, encroaching on people's privacies or, you know, because I don't really want to get photos of people's private parts either. Yeah, yeah, so, I guess. You know, oh, you've oh, just got to put in the exclusion oh, zones. Like, what were you All you're going to do is delete that text from last night, Craig. I'm happy with it. You know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was just done in privacy, Yogi. I actually thought it was a Snapchat. Anyway, did I send that? Oh, no, that might come back. It's on the cloud. It's on the cloud. It's on mate. the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the cloud. So, anyway, to the back, cloud. back to that right health, health um, side of things. Yeah. It, it is First something that. Yeah, so that's where we want to start the challenge. Um, I know there's people out there already um, actually doing it, doing doing what they can to improve their mm-hmm. health. So, you know, kudos to that. that that's great. And the challenge, yep. I thought when we announced it, it would be really easy to do, but anyway, to keep in line with some right. silly little privacy things, we've just got to make sure it's right because we mm. cannot afford right. for someone to sue us unless Mark can insure us for that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he, probably, he probably could. Well, he could, but that was a snigger there, Michael. So, no, that yeah. was... That was- Let's just give no, wait, wait, so wait, wait, how long are we going to do it for? How long are we going to do it for? Two months? We want to do a 60-day challenge at least. A 60-day challenge? Yeah. Right, eh? Yeah. So that's two months, eh? Yeah. Is there a prize? Yeah. Yeah, you get to come to Evan's head and go on the radio with us. Then if I'll pick them truck and Jesus, God, Really? Centerfold of, of whatever you whatever you want to be, we'll do a we'll do a profile on that winner, right? Mm. In truck and line. we could do you a poster, a... February. Yeah, you do a poster, and it, and we're not asking you to stand in your leopard skin jockey. Like, oh you God, no! You've got to be clothes. completely naked. That's right. Yep, that's what can you I... were saying, wasn't it, Yogi? No, no, can no. I, no, can, no, I, no. Can, I, can I wear the lime green mankini? Well, <sighs> if you want to. If you win, <laughs> if win, I'd suggest. Oh, so well, 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 there'll be there'll be some kind of level of what we can do. Man, oh, yeah. text me Christmas. I don't know if that's a safe word. I don't know why she texts Christmas. I'd anyway, suggest was, yeah. for a pinup at least like eastern suburbs footy shorts and a blue singlet. Right. I reckon, I reckon that's probably you know a winner. Mm. I'm being I've suggestive seen, here to all the listeners, but anyway. I've seen I've seen a good listener today and a young bloke that's sporting the <laughs> mo and the aviators and a blue singlet and a CTC hat on yeah. Snapchat today. And uh, I don't he, look, he couldn't lose any more weight. He's a dude's looking trim, tall, and terrific. Yeah, but that's the pinnacle there. You know, drinking a tallie as well, knocked off. What I just a day. I just got a text message saying this is theatre of the mind that can't be unseen. Theatre of the mind that That's can't be unseen. Yeah, imagine that. Welcome to the weight loss challenge. <laughs> theatre of the mind that cannot be unseen. 
Mm. I think he was talking about the lime green mankini myself. But oh, anyway. yeah, I know. I, I can't. Because <laughs> <you're pretty, laughs> the fact that my truck is lime green under the purple just will just haunt me that tomorrow when I look at it. <laughs> oh, oh, my lime green. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's that. We'll be back, we'll be back on Saturday night. Um, hopefully with uh, with something a little bit more lighthearted. And it's been a pretty epic, been pretty heavy going tonight. But anyway, there you are. Well, That's we're the... going to me and me and Colin are going to Kempsey on Saturday. Right, eh? Going down there Friday night. We're right, eh? Hopefully, yeah, we'll be able to plug the plug the show in on Saturday. Yeah. Um, flying weekend, Gatton. Yep. Lights on the hill. We've got some busy. Busy stuff, and I was just oh. driving out of um, out of uh, Queensland the other day. Come back through Chinder, and there's a sign up there about a truck show on the Gold Coast there somewhere. Right, eh? And I thought, did you do? Did you Google the road hammers, mate? I, do you know, Michael? Mm-hmm. I have not had a chance to do. Much since you worry me. Oh yeah, the road hammers. Yeah, they're they're the band. Yeah, yeah. lights on the hill. Road hammers, mate. Yeah, road hammers, lights on the hill. Yeah, hammer down. So we, yeah, no, I just yeah, quite honestly, haven't had a great deal of time to do that. I can't, I can't believe you didn't know when I said you the road hammers are going. He goes, who? The what? That's right. Mm. The road road hammers. The what? What? Yeah. Biggest Canadian trucking music band you ever come across in your yeah. life, and I yeah. would I would just say this in my defence, right? If I lived in Canada, then you may be able to hold me accountable. No, but I live in Australia, mate. Australia. So anyway, you t- text that to me because I've already forgotten who you're talking about. Road Good. hammers. Road hammers. Right, eh? This is, this is scary. This is, this is because you're listening too much to this bloody house music. That's what it is. Me? Oh. I don't listen to house music. Hey, are we are we trying to run out for time here or what? You, you're no. trying to create an argument at one minute to the end of the show? Yeah. I think <laughs> I, know I, can, I know I can. I know I can. It's called flaming because I know I can just hang up and it's over. And it's, 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 is that Gaslighting? Is that what that's uh, called? No, 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 it's flaming. It's called it's flaming. flaming. Oh, all right. Oh. Flaming. Yeah. Wrap it up. House music is good. House is all right. Wrap mm. on the hill. It's all happening. Right, eh? Jason, Jason yeah. McCoy, Clayton Bellamy, Chris Byrne, and Corbett Fraz, mate. Mm. That's the road hammers. We'll go to the news and then I might play some, play some road hammers. Why not? Anyway, we'll talk to you all on uh, Saturday night. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for 